Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror Late Night Live. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by producer Todd. Good evening. And Mike Kruger. Welcome to primetime, bitch. So we're we're fresh out of uh, Winnie the Pooh. Kruger had a great Blood and honey. That'll tell, <laughs> a great pre-movie experience that he'll tell you about in a minute. But uh, before we do that, just a couple quick uh shout outs uh anybody in the chat that's staying up with us tonight i guess really i shouldn't say it's late because we got a lot of uh uk people where it's what probably I- i'm glad dan you're finally acknowledging just because it's late for you doesn't mean it's late for everyone because it's only like 10 o'clock here it's like this is true this is this, true we'd barely be leaving the house to go out at this time come on. late for me but as we'll find out some people don't factor in arizona time so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that story uh but before we do just a quick shout out to friend of the show lauren dixon just got the hardcover edition of his book divide by zero in if you are unaware of it uh, if you like cult stories cosmic horror there's a lot going on in this book and it's a fantastic read so you can get it anywhere now we're fine books are sold one other quick plug from a legend in horror uh who uh has a hardcover edition of his 90s classic out right now fear from ronald kelly if you like uh coming of age horror stories this is an amazing book and uh Ron was kind enough to even sign this for me, and you can sign. You can get these signed on the Big Cartel store. There you go. Even does an illustration. I mean, how cool is that? Uh, so yeah, this is out right now. You may have missed it in the '90s. I want to say '94, '96, maybe somewhere around that range. Great book, uh, both great books. Check them out. So a little bit of a little bit of reading for you guys but yes shout out to ben in the chat shout out to uh magic hands what's up i magic hands it's it's not flesh wound after dark with your name that might be what you're expecting but i guess it is flesh wound after dark because kruger's got a rant so before we actually review the movie before we get to that though oh yes later tonight we are previewing xpw pleasures of the flesh uh so for you wrestling fans stay tuned after all the horror stuff because we are going to be talking talking some wrestling and and it's still not enough and 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 sponsoring xpw this saturday oh okay wasn't sure if we were supposed to say that flesh wound features sponsoring xpw pleasures of the flesh come by the booth Come by I'm, the flesh wound booth. I'm gonna have free shit, but oh, I'm gonna make you answer an XPW related question. And you know what? If you want to answer a flesh wound related question, that's fine too. But yes. I'll, I'll give you guys that choice. And and I will at some point later in the night. I will have to run and grab it because I forgot. But we're gonna give away a couple digital codes tonight, as I was uh, uh, teasing for you guys. So stay tuned for that. We'll give one away earlier than one towards the end. Uh, but right. well, uh, we got to do one went one earlier, one during XPW. There we go. There you go. There you go. All so right. yes, three movies, two codes, but three movies. So okay. stay tuned for that. So <coughs> I plug everything. We're fully plugged. Yeah, think so sweet. We're all filled up. <laughs> all right. Yes. Yeah, stop by that booth. Stop Dan feels booth. full now. 
There we go. There we go. All right. Kruger. So you were on the way to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and you had an experience. Well, I wasn't on the way. When I got there, uh, I was the first person in the theater. So I was like, all right, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, maybe it'll just be me and a couple people. For whatever fucking reason, two groups sat like to my left and to my right and just sandwiched my ass in the middle. And it was to the point where like there was other seats open, you know, towards the end of the row and they just they didn't fucking move. And I, I, I thought about getting up and moving. But for whatever reason, I was kind of stoned, so I, I didn't really want to get up and move. Uh, but then, you know, my, my start time was 7.15. 7.15 goes on, and no trailers, no nothing, just fucking black screen. So, you know, the crowd starts coming in. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's like 7 fucking 40, and nothing has happened. And we're like, what the fuck hell is going on? And then I was messaging Todd, and Todd was like, maybe they didn't, like, factor in arizona time i don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> so then and then todd told me that there was a timer that he had on his screen so eventually the fucking timer came on and all of us just like basically screamed at the projectionist and was like yo you could fucking fast forward our movie was supposed to start like a half hour ago so then he starts playing trailers and why he's doing this, he's also cock-teasing us and turning the fucking lights <laughs> on and off like the movie's about to start like six different times. And then he's playing the same four fucking trailers. And two of the trailers are these like horrible MMA fucking romance comedies. Starring and Dylan Sprouse, Kruger. You're not going to go see that? <laughs> Dude, I like by the second rotation, I was like, if I fucking have to watch this trailer one more time, I may unalive myself in front of all these fucking people and uh, there you go Kruger. ben said dude those fucking psychos that openly choose to sit next to a stranger need to be put in the mental ward well not even just that dude i'm a big motherfucker so like i have to like with people sitting next to me i already like you know i'm i'm kind of doing this because my shoulders are so fucking wide but to have two fucking uh, groups of people i i was like this the whole fucking day the whole time I was watching the movie, it was fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. But eventually, the movie got started, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll refrain from my thoughts uh, until Dan goes in the description. But horrible fucking movie experience, and it took probably it, it probably didn't get started till about eight fifteen, so an hour after the it, the start time, which was pretty but miserable. I've told you before, when that happens, you just look them like right in the eyes and just go. What's your favorite episode of Pooh Bear? And then just tweak your nipples. Just I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. What did did apparently? I'm, I'm just gonna say that probably wouldn't have made a good impression on the people that were next to me that I did not want. So I, I'm good on that. I mean, they might start doing it back, and that's the only. Yeah, thing. and that's gonna make it fucking worse. Like, dude, I'm already fucking crammed enough trying not like. And, and you know what? Also pissed me off. I didn't mention this. These motherfuckers both used the cup holders that were like on my side. So I fucking I'm holding my fucking coke the whole fucking time throughout the whole movie too. You know, I, I like usually I would I would probably, go, motherfucker. Dude, usually I was I, I would probably say something, but I was so stoned and just like I just want this shit to fucking be over. I'll be honest, I'm surprised you went. I was Dude, like, I was you'll probably I, skip this one. I, I was too. Um, but I saw 
that they because the first showing of the movie was at seven and it was completely sold out. Like I, I couldn't get a fucking ticket. Mine but was then, a near sellout. But then they, full. but then they added a a, a seven fifteen, and I was the first person to buy the ticket for the seven fifteen. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking I was I was gonna come home scot free, and fucking <laughs> hell no, I wasn't. So, uh, anyways, that well, was anyway. my uh, lovely fucking theater experience for this Probably. movie. And maybe it was the best movie you ever saw. So let's jump right into it. Uh, so Winnie whoa, the whoa, Pooh. Whoa, whoa. Can't say that he hasn't saw one of those those MMA movies yet. Oh, that's true. You haven't. <laughs> you know, I have my you dick can... dragged through fucking broken glass, and I'm just have saying, it patrons can out. request it. Didn't so if you want to see the new <laughs> Dylan Sprouse MMA romantic comedy. You know, Kruger might have to watch that. Patreon.com. Fletchwood Fights coming soon just for you, Kruger. Motherfucker, that's like a $15 tier. You paid me $15, maybe I'll fucking do it. But Dan, Dan, you better shut the fuck up. There's no censorship on that motherfucker. (laughs) Dylan Sprouse. I mean, what a badass. You know, Dylan Sprouse. I mean, come on. All right. So, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, not starring Dylan Sprouse. From director Rees Frake Waterfield. Waterfield. And uh, this one. The days of adventures and merriment have come to an end, is Christopher Robin. Now a young man has left Winnie the Pooh and Piglet to fend for themselves. As time passes, feeling angry and abandoned, the two become feral. After getting a taste for blood, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet set off to find a new source of food. It's not long before their bloody rampage begins. All right, so just a little bit of backstory on this. I, I did some looking into it. The director does claim these are not men in masks. So to to get that out of the way. Um, now, they are obviously masks, and they are men's bodies, and but I, I guess mutants is essentially what, they are oh yeah they're like a cross the they're like a crossbreed between animal and human yeah even though the i mean i'm gonna say this just straight off the bat i think the winnie the pooh mask is cool but... oh no for sure <laughs> piglet maybe not so much but they were winnie too the... similar for me actually yeah the well the piglet one i i don't know what it was about the way like it looked with what he was wearing but it almost looked and it, it wasn't it was the full mask but the way the lighting was it almost looked like you had like the actual person's flesh underneath it with just the way uh it was lit in certain scenes which was kind of kind of jarring but then later on in the movie you see it's a whole prosthetic like i'm assuming the mask is like from the shoulder and like upper yeah. chest down yeah yeah, I, I I did think that was cool. Um, other than that, now just a little bit of backstory on this because it's produced by Scott Jeffrey, who I've talked about on the show before. We reviewed some of his movies. Scott Jeffrey's produced like over two hundred movies just in the last like six years. It's insane. Uh, he's directed as well. Uh, so this this movie kind of came around. It wrapped filming in May of twenty twenty two, in just ten days that this was shot that's kind of around the time where some of the hype kicked off i think some photos and just the general concept i haven't confirmed this exactly but there have been a few people who have said that there were reshoots because obviously definitely and we'll get into that a little bit but you can kind of tell that this is not 
your typical ITN film like that they just tried to shove out there. The production values are higher yeah. than what you would But I also see. think it is a typical though. Like there it it's all their hallmark hallmarks. Not quite, because a lot of theirs are not that gory, which this is a gory film. Yeah, and I and meant it like structure-wise. I meant structure-wise. Yeah. We started with the little animated opening. We kind of go into the, the backstory, and yeah. that yeah, it's it's they pretty much have a template. But yeah, I do. There are extra things, but they they hit yeah. their template normal. And, and so I was a little worried at the beginning. Well, but my feeling is because we have the Christopher Robin story, which it opens with. And I believe that was added later. I think this was a much more simple story where Pooh and Piglet are just killing these random women in a cabin. I, I think a lot of the other stuff was added on later. I'd be very curious to know exactly where it yeah, came in. But just to like Christopher mm-hmm. Robbins always mentioned from day one of the description. But it, it, the way it's worded, you can't tell if that meant he was in it or they were just giving you backstory. But when yeah. you see the animated thing, it seems like they could have easily tagged that on at the beginning of the movie and then fucking didn't, you know, even introduce they wouldn't have, yeah. the story I, at all. I think the animated might have been all there was at one point. I could be wrong. That's just my yeah. my theory. Well, no, I was um, just. I, I could see why you're saying that though. And and then yeah. the wording in the original description could go either way. So yeah, yeah you're probably there, right. There's a few points where you could easily just add this in, and it wouldn't affect anything because, as far as character development goes, we we really don't get to know a whole lot about these ladies. There's you know. The one girl who has a previous trauma with the stalker. Um, there's a, a lesbian couple that's in it that kind of hinting that they're having some problems. Yeah, and it's they literally. Never, yeah, yeah, it's like one scene. It's like, oh, thank you for trying, sort of. Deal. Yeah, they never expanded upon what yeah. the hell was going on. I wonder the if there was show. more that they're like, well, these bitches are talking too much. We don't want to get Dan upset. I, Cut it. Which we've <laughs> talked about. A lot of the Scott Jeffries movies play it very straight. I think like they chopped out a lot of dialogue is what I'm guessing mm-hmm. added in because believe it or not, I didn't dislike this movie. I'll elaborate minutes. more, but 82 since, minutes. Yeah. I times. So I'll let Kruger go since he suffered so much. We'll talk about <laughs> it. But I did like it surprisingly. Well, let's see if it was worth it for Kruger. <laughs> well, I'll say going in after watching the killing tree, I was, Poor killing tree. I was, dude. I don't give a fuck. That movie is fucking. It's got thirty minutes of okay shit, and then the rest of these bitches talking the whole fucking time. It's horrible. Well, anyways, talking in this one, you don't even know who they are. Anyways, hold on. I got to block someone. (laughs) Oh, whoops. Um, going in, I was definitely like, fuck. I thought it was going to be a fucking shit fest. But first thing I will say. I want to compliment the set designs of the movie because I'll tell you, Pooh and Piglet's little lair, it just, it, it was like a Texas chainsaw-esque feel to it. And I really thought it made for some cool shots in the movie. Uh, there's a, a couple of shots where it's just like Pooh looking men- menacing with, you know, the uh, brownish lighting in the back. It just, it, it, they, they used the Texas chainsaw-esque feel very well in there. Uh, I wasn't. I already said I wasn't crazy about Piglet. I thought his co- his costume didn't look the greatest, and honestly, the performer. I mean, he was all right, but 
didn't really have anything to write home about. But Pooh, that motherfucker is a highlight of the movie for me. Uh, you know, he's kind of like one part Leatherface, two parts Michael Myers, and one part Candyman, which is fucking hilarious, by the way. Uh, he definitely fucked up a lot of people in this movie brutally, and I was surprised how much I was just enjoying all the scenes with this character. Um, and on the subject of kills, I was pleasant. too. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, the, the, well, the little facial expressions, like, they, yeah. he, they, they didn't go overboard with it, but then, like, you would see him smile or see him frown, and it looked really, really cool. I was I was so, trying to figure out, was that CGI tweaking? No, no, that's the, the, that's the mask. So okay. The, the mask is from Immortal Masks, which also they do, they, they've done, uh, they've had their mask in other low-budget British right. horror films. Uh, but, yeah, it, it looked really, really cool. And on the subject, the kills... I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised with how violent and gory they were. Uh, there was a nice bit of practical effects. Granted, not the most amazing practical effects I've ever seen in my life. But there was a strong effort there, especially with some of the face smashing scenes and stuff. Uh, I mean, it, it, I was just happy that they went that route. Now, there is some CGI in there, too. But to be honest with you. Nothing that obnoxious. They really, I didn't think it was that obnoxious. Okay, no. I thought it was going to drive you insane watching. No, it. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I thought the way maybe it was the lighting or the way they did it, but like there, you know, you could tell when it was happening, but it didn't bother me as much as it usually would. And I think a big part of that was because it was mixed in with practical effects, but it, it's funny, which is this is weird for me because it was like they were giving us both at the same time but they were both like shitty so we had shitty cg and then like shitty watered down blood spray on Pooh's face so i'm just yeah. like well now you're showing me both of them can look I, shitty but, so but, it kind of works but 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 <laughs> but some but some of the i i think some of the practical effects were decent like granted, oh, I there's too. a I sev meant... there's a severed head in there that looks like absolute dog shit mm -hmm. and it's one of the ones that was shown in the promo picture but then there was like a scene afterwards where it's being swiped on a car fucking thing that just yeah. kind of made up for it. They really like I, the car I, I kill. I thought was cool. I the thought car. they were going to fucking shit the bed when it came to the kills in this movie. And at first, like the first kill in the movie, I was like, yo, this is going to suck ass. But they they surprised me. And as far as the story, I fucking really, really liked that animated opening. Uh, you know, it, it was a little shitty. But a little creepy too, and uh, I, I like the whole story on why Pooh and his woodland friends uh, are now ravenous uh, slasher villains. If my memory uh, serves, didn't you really like the Killing Tree opening too? Was that you might be one? thinking yeah. of Jack Frost? Jack Frost—that's the, the one I'm thinking of. Yes, yeah. Scott Jeffries' Jack Frost has yes. now that movie's not great, but it has a real that same like cool opening. I didn't watch cool. that actually. No, uh, uh, okay. There's. Uh, is, the, it, is uh, it the Texas Chainsaw ma Massacre ripoff he did, um, or is that is that not the same guy? It's another one of those low budget British ones, but uh, it was I, like the man with the melted face or some bullshit I, like I, that. No, I don't think um, so. Anyway, anyways, regardless, the animated thing I thought was really cool. Quickly, the movie does turn into your, you know, dumb slasher movie with college kids in the middle of the woods. But I don't know. It kind of worked for me. Uh, you know, I not to say that there's nothing you can't pick at. You know, I wasn't crazy about the characters, but I'll say I, I enjoyed watching them 
being disposed of by Pooh and Piglet. And, uh, you know, editing standpoint, there are uh, plenty of scenes that drag out way too fucking long. Um, and other stuff that could have been better, but I think as a whole, my expectations were so low going into this thing. I can't say it didn't surprise me in a, in a few different ways. Is it a classic? No. Is it a fantastic slasher? Absolutely not. But there's definitely fun to be had with this one. And I, I would watch it again. I kind of want to pick up the Umbrella Blu-ray for it just so I have it in my collection, even though I'm not going to rewatch it all the fucking time. I just, you know, I, this is a movie that I would love to, you know, a party's going on and there's a TV there and I just pop it in and see, see what the fuck people are saying, like what when they're watching it. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of happy that it's getting a sequel because as long as it's on par with this, give me another couple of them. Bring in some <laughs> of the bring in some of the other characters that you were talking about in the beginning of the movie that we didn't get to see. That's I, what that's what I think they need to do for the sequel. I was kind of bummed we lost one of them out the gate. Oh, but I also was, well, I was going to say which one, but well, they they well no 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 well I was gonna not well. I know I'm trying not to say anything. No, the I... st- the storyline. I mean, it's out there in the synopsis that yeah, they cannibalize one of their own. I won't give it. Well, away, yeah, but that yeah, okay. Well, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's out there. <laughs> I know, but I I think we're crossing what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was surprised. I mean, look, it, there's a lot that you can pick at. I do think you know they went back for some reshoots. Some stuff went out. A lot went in. I, that's fine it worked i was entertained uh ben mentions the car related kill in the uh which is probably the goriest one it's a nasty movie like Pooh and piglet i mean the only bit of comedy that i really got out of this is when uh Pooh exposes a girl's titties and oh, that's yeah. really, it was like so unnecessary but i loved it and like, this is my beef <laughs> this you gave me a beef now right i had a beef with that well, you have a beef with titties, Todd. They introduced this to me, and then we have the 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 busty, trashy, tattooed chick in the hot tub who Pooh <laughs> didn't rip her top off. So by him, like, well, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you give me one, you set the precedent, so I'm expecting another one. I always respect, especially a modern slasher. All this stuff on Twitter is like, we don't need sex in horror movies. Fuck you. Yes, we do. In a slasher movie like this, give us some boobs. And it's one scene, but, you know, hey, I appreciate it. We got some boobs. Um, But I was was fully expecting to get more after that. I was like, all right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But you you get a horrifically gory kill in place of it. So that's okay. Um, I was, you know, look, I sat down and I was like, man, is this going to literally just be something that I would have bought for no real reason no good reason in walmart for 9.99 and they're just trying to shove this in theaters no i actually think it's very low budget but it's well made and it's entertaining the christopher robin stuff i thought was really fun interesting i kind of a lot of times wanted to kind of go back to his story because again these girls are just throw not bad actresses you'll recognize them from a bunch of other scott jeffries and cutting edge uh jagged edge uh, productions films uh, just we don't get to know them that well uh, but you know you get some decent kills you get what I think is a really good killer the Winnie the Pooh yeah. has personality it's a cool mask I mean again well 
it's like a dude in a mask and apparently no it's a mutant so i'm like wait wait a minute so is he wearing a mask to hide what's underneath is that supposed to be his real face? No, no, that, no, that's supposed to be his real face. And that's the problem because it's like it's a cool mask, but it looks like a dude in a mask. Well, yeah, let me tell well, you like this. 1980, this would have been fine. No one would have bitched about like the mask. I was about to get there, yeah. And, and even the slasher and the setup, this would have like done yeah, super well. well. It like yeah. definitely feels like a good, low-budget, Canadian, we're throwing American theater slasher, enjoy. And, yeah. and that's kind of what this 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 is. And yeah. I think a lot of people want that to come back because look at what Terrifier 2 did. And I'm not saying this is Terrifier 2, but no, absolutely these <laughs> these smaller indies that are actually a making a little bit of noise. Like this thing the- already made a million fucking dollars, dude. Like I, I saw the box office today of what it was doing before like it got the US release. And yeah, yeah, I mean it's pretty it's pretty impressive. And you know, as long as you do it like Uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other night and I was just like, you know, I'm going to be really, really fucking disappointed if they just boxed up one of these shit UK low budget movies and fucking threw it in the theater and was just like going for a money grab. But the fact that there was an (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I still have yet to see it, but I I, I shit on it. It's not as bad as their normal stuff, but it's not this. Yeah. um, But, you know, there is an effort made here that made me gain some respect for them doing what they did so i'm all for uh winning the pool blood and honey too i'm all for this fucking peter pan thing that they're that's coming out too i think by the same people um so yeah um yeah it's tink supposedly tinkerbell's the killer and i don't again i I haven't confirmed this but apparently tinkerbell's like a morbidly obese like white trash sort of killer that's uh, like I'm, the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in for that i guess somebody said that i haven't confirmed but, uh, it but yeah todd what about you well i mean i you kind of got it here and yeah. there but yeah i did i did enjoy this i kind of was like going in with lower expectations because i've brought up the mean ones already and i've yeah. brought it up a few times um well i didn't hate that one it is a bad movie this one i had a lot of fun with it's like, still a bad I, movie for it sure. It is, but, but it, it's like it's not a, a bad one. movie. Like, see, I like uh, Killing Tree, which you which you do not, yeah, which I know is a bad movie, and I know it's about a half hour worth of movie and an hour worth of bullshit. But this isn't Killing Tree. No, no, and I, I, don't, I don't think I'm dismissing it as a bad movie, though. The killer is no. more interesting than a lot of A-level, like, slash. Well, that is... Uh, it's not I mean, made. I mean, yeah, but it's nothing like you know. You got you oh no no Dan, come- you can see it's a cheaply made movie yes. sitting on that giant. That's what I mean. Yeah, but like most of the slashers that you just said that we watched in the the golden era, they were cheap. A lot of, but them. you know what? They didn't look cheap because they were shot on film. True, but yeah, so they had an advantage. They had a way to hide their budget. That is true. That is yeah. True. I think I think they just nailed it kind of with everything they they had some really great creepy scenes with Pooh with just honey dripping off his face acting menacing yeah. the the aesthetic of where they were shooting it and you know the whole la- like that whole layer see like it reminded me of Texas Chainsaw 2 a little bit you know when yeah. you're just seeing all the bones and skulls around you know these fucking torches up on the wall and these tunnels like it was just really really cool to see that they did so much with you know a movie that was made for under a hundred uh thousand dollars so 
Yeah, and I just I liked how like sadistic Pooh was. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know. I wasn't expect. I was kind <laughs> yeah. of expecting a little, uh, a little more restrained. I was very. Dude, I thought they were about that. the fucking last house on the left. Them at one point, I was like, <laughs> oh, holy shit! Was it implied <laughs> a, bit a little? A li- not to give too much away, but was it kind of implied with the yeah. one that was chained up? That you it know, wasn't like, for me. If it wasn't for you, then we were watching. <laughs> I know she uses the term mauled, but I think she meant it a different way. Yeah, I kind of got that too. Yeah, yeah. So. We, we you can uh, write out your fan fiction. <laughs> oh yeah, Dan, get, get on it. All right, yeah, I have. You know, I... this isn't the only poo project. There is a book called The Call of Putulu. So there is what like the look. fucking hell. <laughs> it is. It's out. No, that's out there right now. So yeah, I want more. I want that Mickey Mouse slash. Yeah, it's don't don't hold your Steamboat breath. Steamboat Willie. You can do Steamboat Willie at some point. I don't think they can stop it. That the short will be in the public domain, but Mickey Mouse will not be. No, but you can have Steamboat Willie in a You can have Steamboat Mickey Willie Mouse. if if Disney owns the likeness rights. I've said it a year ago and I'm gonna say it again now. Mickey Mouse will not end up in the public domain. Every no. time Mickey Mouse is about to be in the public domain, what happens? The the they change the law so Mickey Mouse is not in the fucking public domain. It'll happen again. Hmm. So sorry, I know I didn't mean to ruin your Disney expanded universe. So you could have Mickey Mouse show up and fight Steamboat Willie. You can have a different looking rat if it doesn't feel well. Yeah. Now, now, now I want if the it, point. If this fucking if this fucking Tinkerbell goddamn movie is good, or Peter Pan, whatever the fuck it is, uh, Tinkerbell and Peter Pan versus Pooh, and you know some other of his woodland feral creatures he has sitting out in the woods, <laughs> let's fucking get it happening. Because if they if they do that, and as long as the gore and everything is on par with this, I think that would be fucking hilarious and just a good time. Shit. You know who is public domain? Who? who? I don't even know if I can say his name without Dan freaking out. <laughs> oh, oh, the tiger. Oh, the tiger. Now you're making it sound way worse. I was just talking about Uncle Remus from Song of the South. Oh, God. It's going blow a fucking vein. <laughs> Well, no, got, they, they, oh. Those are like stories. Those are like actual stories. So. He's like killing people in the woods. Okay, we've got, we okay. You know what? I'm gonna go back and cut this out so we can do it before it. Yeah. Pugs, get ready. We got a part for you. Speaking <laughs> of pugs, <laughs> okay. Ugh. I do have his thoughts on Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, sweet. Ooh. All right. What a mix. Flawed and mean as fuck, but I had tons of fun. Seeing Pooh and friends in these scenarios had never crossed my mind. Now I only want more. Thankfully, I think I'll get my wish granted. He will. Yeah. Uh, generic story, generic kills, but when it revolves around beloved characters made for children, to me, for me, that is the recipe for some comic books uh, splash page imagery brought to life. It gets a big hall pass from me. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh three and a half out of five. Wow. Would recommend wow. some. Yeah. yeah. Um I, before we rate it, I do want to just say don't shit on this movie if you haven't seen it yet, because there's yeah. a lot of that going on. Hold on. Don't, I'm gonna clip this out and play this back to you make, later, Dan, when you do that to every other fucking movie that comes out. I, I may have you may have impressions, but I'm not claiming it sucks if I haven't seen it. I might say, You do that shit all the time, Dan. Oh my god. 
But motherfucker, every Blumhouse production that has happened well, yeah, in the last three after, years. Well, you get you get you get it up the ass so many times. From Dude, Blumhouse. I've gotten it up the ass from these motherfuckers enough. All right, more than Blumhouse. So right. you know, they, well. did they fucking bring me Easter Bunny Massacre for fuck's sake? No, no, that I was... thought they did. Who was that? It was some know. British fucking yeah, bullshit it company. It's the other one. There's two one of them. There's like two of them. That, that's the, 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 the one British who does the doll movies, the Robert the doll movies. That's the and, Andrew Jones. Yeah, that's actually his stuff's a lot. I don't know if it's actually low. Some of his stuff looks cheaper. Uh, but but I will say, look, sometimes you go into something. It's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Like if that doesn't appeal to you and you just think it's stupid and you have no interest, okay, I get it. But going into something called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and fucking honey i was entertained for 82 minutes i i cannot complain there's nothing that they did awful they could have touched up the script a little bit and again i suspect that had to do with reshoots because i had no idea who these girls even were for the most part it's very you know some dude peeked in her window and she's traumatized that's all you get the other uh lesbian couples having issues you get one scene doesn't it you know they could punch that up a little bit i think hopefully a sequel they get a little bit more money i don't mean i'm kind of all in yeah. on this it's a cool fucking killer Pooh is creepy he's creepy yeah. what can i say well uh, i i do need to tell you guys my my showing had a wait what no, I, I thought it was, my Are show you talking the Tinkerbell or something. What's no, no, I, the, the of, everyone applauded the end of my screen. I was like, "What the hell's happening?" Oh, really? Yeah, they were now, loving it. Like, did did you have any walkouts? Because I had uh, one couple walkout probably within like the first thirty minutes. What were they no. expecting? I I told Dan, or I I might have posted in the group. Not one person left that theater till the end end of the credits, and we were probably two thirds full. I was like, "What the." But you know, it's people who actually paid their twenty dollars to go see. <laughs> yeah. Can I make a so, bold prediction? Sure. Not judging a movie, but a bold prediction. Oh, okay, bold. You prediction. can go back to this clip, and we'll see. But I'm going to predict when Daily the Pooh, Blood and Honey is better than Scream Six. <sighs> we will see. And I, I think I, you're going to agree, Todd. I don't know. You know you what? Can... You know how you already know. You already know you're wrong. What is this movie doing the first time in the franchise? Going to Manhattan? Besides that, what am I a supermarket for? I don't keep up on Scream 6. Come on, 3D, you fucking... Almost said it. Oh, 3D? Maybe we'll get Pooh in 3D. God damn it. I'd fucking be all in. If this was in 3D, it would have been kind of badass. You see fucking Piglet hitting somebody with a sledgehammer and their fucking scalp goes flying at you. That would have been amazing. This is the type of stuff I'd like. Ben Grimm says, Pooh is passing out bloody pimp slaps all night. Pooh keeps his pimp hands strong. We found that out in this movie. Is it wrong? It was like about halfway through this movie. I'm like, I kind of want to be Pooh for Halloween. (laughs) I want the mask. Kruger, how much would the mask run me? Um, I could, I could tell you, just give me a second. Fucking why we're doing that. Why don't we, uh, yeah, let's it. It. I mean, it's not an elite level slasher or anything, but I had a blast. I'm three and a half. It's Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. I dug it. Yeah. Pug's also three it. and a half. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, Todd. 
Um, I think I'm at three and a half too. I was going back and forth because I did have a lot of fun. Could go up on rewatches. The thing that held me back was I too many times I cringed at the CGI gore. So go figure. <laughs> There's a lot of little things to pick at, but they don't affect my enjoyment of it in this case. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me personally, and it sound it probably sounds like I liked it a lot more, but I think I need to watch it again to be sure. I was tossed up between a two and a half and a three. I can't give it the three right now, but I'm not going to say that's not going to change over time. I do want to watch it again eventually, probably around the time the sequel is going to come out in a couple years. But I will say if you're a slasher fan, you like gore, you like good kills, and this concept seems interesting to you, go check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I'm a slasher fucking diehard fan and a gore hound, and it, it left me kind of shocked at times that it, it did what it did with the quality uh so two and a half out of five for now but there's some room to grow there i think okay um yeah so who would have thought winnie the pooh it delivered uh well we know kruger did he would say the last two days i'm gonna fuck it <laughs> yeah i i was literally shit talking this movie uh, for I mean, not even the last few days, probably the last couple of weeks. Like, uh, you know, I was I was talking to one of my friends and I was just like, this is going to be a fucking absolute shit fest. I don't know why the fuck I'm paying money to go see this when it's going to be up on fucking Tubi in a couple of months. But it's funny. Dad's like, fuck, he's going to hate this movie. Oh, after all that bullshit. This, the sequel will probably be out this year. They're going to shit that out. so fast. And, and they probably they already got our money, so they're probably going to be like. Just give him the normal shit. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For what this was, it, it, it definitely exceeded my expectations. So um, yeah. go see it if you, if you get the chance. But if not, I believe I read it's going to be on Screenbox sometime in May. Okay. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our next film. Also a slasher, a bit of a slasher theme tonight. She came from the woods from director Eric Bloomquist. And in this film, uh, in 1987, a group of camp counselors accidentally unleash a decades-old evil on the last night of a children's summer camp. All right. So this one's not really getting a whole lot of coverage. Uh, there's a lot of limited release horror movies out right now, and uh, we were fortunate enough to... Uh, well, not all of us, but we were fortunate enough to see them all so we could cover them. Uh, this one seems to be the, the hardest to see overall. Depends where it, you're at, Dan. Depends where you're not, at. But Not a yeah. single showing that I could find at an AMC of the other one in California. Yeah, yeah I, I, weird, I wish yeah. I could have saw this because I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, fuck, this is right up my alley. But the closest showing was like fucking 45, 50 minutes away. And it was also like a theater I never go to. So I was like, oh, I, I just couldn't get out to, couldn't bring myself to go do that. Because <laughs> I had two people sitting right next to me. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> that would have been the worst. <laughs> like, it's not even like they were bad, but it's just like, dude, when you're a big motherfucker and you're squished in between, you know, two groups of people, that ain't a good fucking time. <laughs> All right. So knock it. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to knock at the cabin. Yeah, uh, we got a she, lot of cabins. We got a lot of slashers. Yeah. If woods. I said she came, she came from the woods. So, uh, 80s nostalgia, 
slasher. I kind of had the impression that this was more of a comedy. Uh, and it is kind of listed as horror comedy, but less less comedy than I was expecting. It kind of plays it straight after a, a while, for the most part. I, I really was expecting something along the lines of uh, like a, a Final Girls type feel to it, where it's you know a little bit more comedic. But uh, this one, you know, a little more, a little more straight than I expected. Speaking of eighties nostalgia, uh, Cara Bueno who is the mom, one of the moms on Stranger Things. She plays like uh, the the daughter of William Sadler, and she essentially is running the camp uh, at this point. Uh, speaking of, yes, William Sadler, who has a history with this character, Agatha, Nurse Agatha, who is something of an urban legend. And there's a history there that slowly uh, unravels throughout the film. I expected more of a parody. It plays it more serious. And surprisingly, again, I think it it, it does a pretty good job getting the nostalgia right. Um, it, it doesn't go way over the top with the 80s aesthetic that a lot do. And it's like, eh, I don't know that the 80s really look like that. I was born in the 80s. I did not. More of a 90s kid. I think this was like, just right like they didn't go too crazy with the fashion there there's real 80s and then there's like television 80s this yeah yeah, yeah like, i think they did a good job you're the old fuck you remember the yeah 80s there was a lot more brown than most in in the 80s but um yeah this one did it actually was a point like i was kind of questioning what time period we were i wasn't sure at first mm-hmm. so we were like the first five minutes i was like like if they would have pulled out a cell phone i would not have blinked an eye and, yeah, and I mean that in a good way too, because there's there's somewhere, like you said, they just go really it, wild with. And, and they they didn't make a deal out of it. They just it just kind of was. That's where we were set. That's just kind of how it was, and we just kind of went with it. It it, it gave it a more of a timeless feel, so it didn't matter if it where it was set, it would have worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one thing, this has a very good script. Obviously, being a slasher, you know people get bumped off. It doesn't. It's not necess, It doesn't necessarily go in the order that you would expect, which is always nice. This one's a little more unpredictable. I think the music they got right once again, without going too over the top. It's more authentic than most '80s throwback films. On the negative side, sort of the big bad villain, a little bit on the generic side. Uh, once you know is it's fully revealed but no real complaints on that front just it's it's a little uh more you know it's it's not too over the top it's a basic makeup job it works once again i kind of felt like this would be a random movie that i might have just watched back in the theater in 1987 and and would have enjoyed it uh there are some good kills this one's not like a a massive bloodbath but I enjoyed it. And what one thing that this does exceptionally well, there are several really interesting, well-developed characters in this. One thing that, that uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey didn't really have. Uh, we have, you know, some of the, the typical tropes, but everybody was really interesting in this. I cared about the characters. Uh, this was a pleasant surprise. Out of everything we saw... Surprise. This one, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of. <laughs> I feel like I've watched this this 
nostalgia slasher a million times the last few years. I dug it. And the comedy I, that is there made me laugh. Uh, it's not like hatchet level kills, but they still do a good job. There's a, one simple one just involving a rock that I thought was kind of cool, kind of yeah. savage. What did you think, Todd? Because I, I, I actually had a great time at the theater with this. I did not think you were going to like this. I don't think Kruger will like it, <laughs> but okay. so far Dan has surprised me. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, it was a fun little slasher. It wasn't like spectacular, but it it was entertaining. And for a modern one, yeah, it needed some boobs. But I think Ben already <laughs> said that. Yeah, it needed boobs. It yeah, but good enough that I'm not bitching about it too much. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah, don't you said like you kind of said it was it was kind of like by the numbers, but the script was really good though. It, it like, was. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I did. I, I like this one. So why do you think I won't like it? It's not uh it's not the goriest slasher. Yeah. I think that's more or less what Yeah, you but mean. if you give me one or two. Decent yeah. kills. It's got I, a few decent kills. It's a little. I, I think some of the lighter. characters are going to annoy you, though. That's my thing. I'm surprised the characters didn't annoy Dan. So I don't know. Maybe you're a little more tolerant. You are. So Our Maybe, I'm character. in the middle now on you, Kruger. I've gone from no way to because Dan didn't shit on it. So now I'm like, well, maybe. Let's Kruger's... be fair. If this was like 2020 Kruger, I probably would have hated it. But I think like the more time I spend with you fucks <laughs> watching all these movies, I become more forgiving. <laughs> Ben put it put it kind of good. Good one and done. Okay. I might actually I watch it again. It. See, I'm with you on that, Dan, but yeah. I, for Kruger, I think that's where he'd be at, a one and done. It's right. it's one that's not... I mean, there is gore. It's an R-rated movie. I don't want to make it, you know, but you could maybe take your, you know, teenage kid to this and you wouldn't have anything that would feel too like out there. Dan, you got to stop trying to tell people where to take their kids. And why? opinion but if you're not you, a parent so stop if you trust i would take my knee i have no one trust you dad with that i take Move that. Along. but yes I, it's it's what really surprised me was the characters because there's a lot of characters in this and they all a lot they establish their backstories i know who they are i like these characters how often can you say that even in an 80s slasher now i will I, I, side story because this is really fucking stupid and it it shoots the movie in the foot there was a big horror site i won't say who but a big one one of the big three that had a review saying it is better than friday the 13th yeah i did see okay, that you know why don't so you sure. just out him i want to know who it is oh dread central i don't care i just thought you don't like starting conflict but yeah i, I saw that and i was like even if that were true well yeah fuck dread central we're they're, they're 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 let's not go that fucking far but. they're not horror society dan don't go that crazy no yeah definitely fuck horror society <laughs> thank you but when you do that you say it's it's like all of these things like it you know it's the next evil dead don't do that like yeah, this is a good movie but it's not, it fucking yeah yeah, stop comparing it to classics that we all grew up on loving, and that it's some of our favorite yeah. horror movies of all time. Like, there's there's no reason to fucking do that. I mean, uh, 
to be honest, like nobody even did that with Terrifier. And let's be honest, like if you want to, you you could straight up call Terrifier gorier than any of the fucking big four slashers out there. But nobody's going to go out there and disrespect the fucking the legacy that you know these movies built off of back in the day. So yeah, yeah, and some of the big the big sites you know there's sometimes reasons for the reviews uh, I'm just yeah, yeah which is funny because i saw the horror society like shitting on an indie film so then i was like oh, they must another... be a fucking piece of shit no, 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 they didn't suck them off that's the problem oh yeah okay they didn't get a yeah i'm an- oh. i'm anxiously awaiting this movie to get here so now i'm waiting for it even more <laughs> yeah yeah no i i surprisingly had a good time I mean, if you don't like slashers, you know, maybe there won't be as much for you, but uh, I really did. And William Sadler, man, like, and he also produces this, by the way, he always elevates a movie. He's one of those guys, even if it's a weaker movie, it's like he's a standout and can kind of make it worth watching. It was funny. What movies did I see that day? Because I literally saw Williams. Oh, yes. I saw a movie with Bill Paxton, William Sadler. On my way home, I heard a song from ice cube mm-hmm. and i was like I, I i think if i hear a song from ice t i have to watch trespass when i get home right <laughs> trespass trespass and judgment night those two well no no i on yeah but they don't have all four in it that was my point dude. oh no no but but I'm yes just, those i agree both of those Some yeah 90s too, classics not really talked about a lot and i think even kruger well. would like judgment night yeah I think he would. Dennis Leary, probably maybe his best role. Make make, make it happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll make, we can do some '90s throwback. Yeah, come on, <laughs> done. Uh, so, yeah, man, wow. I had a blast. I had an absolute right. blast. Again, uh, we'll rate it. Uh, I don't know all time classic, but I had a great time at the theater. Uh, you're right. One thing it was missing, particularly for 1987, is the skin. But that tells you it's pretty good that I'm not bitching too much. And you I know what would have made you if they would have went the other way, which sometimes they like to do nowadays. <laughs> oh, and you just saw like a big, stronger fucking ball. Yeah. You just see Carabueno like drop the top, but then you just see like <laughs> William Sadler's low hangers. Just that's still my prop, dude. That's still my problem with uh, slumber, the Slumber Party Massacre remake or whatever the fuck that was. Like yeah. the only nudity in the whole movie is just like there's long shot of man ass and i'm like come on bro. i knew we weren't gonna get shit and i actually that i mean it doesn't hold a candle to the original but it that one's entertaining enough it is but yeah that, man yeah, slumber party me, matter yeah. slumber party massacre the nudity is a big part of that original film yeah for but, sure. something had yeah. to make it good uh sorry oh, she, <laughs> she came from the woods uh i'm a three and a half on this one too I'm not that high. I'm a three. I had a really good time. Um, and I do think it's worth checking out. I, I could go higher, but um, honestly, I may watch it one. Oh, Jesus, Ben. I saw your comment now. I'm like in a bad mood. <sighs> you forgot about Tank Ben Girl said you, you Tank forgot Girl about is Tank awesome. Girl I got an autographed Tank Girl poster back what, there. What? Wait, wait. Hold on. I, ben just fucking blew my mind with some fucking nonsense. Okay. He said... Dread Central just called Juice a, a horror movie slasher. I asked Ben, yes, the Tupac one. 
He said they had an article on it. Said Tupac was the Jason of the movie. Okay, what the fuck? I love some fucking juice. Like, love the fuck out of juice. I kind of want to see Jason show up at the end. And then we got to combine them. Combine Tupac and Jason. There you go, dude. You can have another 12 movies right there. I haven't watched. Thank God for AI technology. Come on, let's make that shit. Bring Tupac back. Yeah, let's do it. If he doesn't show up and scream now for some reason. But it's got to be like poo. Tupac's got to like rip off every top and expose the titties first. Two 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 pox and scream and like the you know in the trailer where they show Ghostface with the gun and Ghostface shoots him he's just like man fuck you right before he dies that'd be great. Who's can we just uh, unmask God, Ghostface and it's like Biggie under there? Who's the who's the who's the big dude that was ahead of the records then that uh, Shug. Suge Knight. Oh, yes. yes. There you go. Jeez. You got to have him like trying to hunt down Suge Knight. It's like a supernatural revenge. Holy slasher. fuck, dude. I want this movie so bad. Fucking Tupac's ghost. And then Biggie comes back and tries to help him out, too. They double team on fucking Suge. Let's do it. <sighs> they just get like their web. They just start beating the shit out of him with like gold chains. <laughs> That would have better, to be a running from Jam movies. Master J or something. He's the gold chains one. <laughs> yeah, we could bring it easy. You could do a whole share universe. Resur- <laughs> Resurrect him. That's he'd be the skeleton that you like to taunt me with in the back. And just... <laughs> did you, did you, you see go. she was on uh the the Waterboy show? She yes, I, I did see it on the Waterboy. She even made the graphic this time. But anyways. Uh, oh, we she, rate she, it? she made an appearance in the pool blood and honey too when he was dragging that skeleton <laughs> across the fucking woods uh, glad she still gets work yeah anyways so what's next dad i'm, I'm just we're waiting. like an hour in we're like two movies deep i feel like you summoned cliff uh cliff but he must be sleeping tonight <laughs> uh all right so moving on to our next film uh surprisingly uh we'll see if we keep the positivity going into our next one, which uh, I believe is you and me, Kruger, because this was the one that Todd was not able to find, which blows my mind in, in California. But uh, all right. So our next film is The Outwaters from writer-director Robbie Banfitch. And in this one, uh, four friends go to shoot a music video in the Mojave Desert and encounter a menacing phenomenon. Uh, all right. So, uh, Kruger, I'll tag you in first because I, I know there was. Um, well, go for it. Hot tag. Well, um, I was very excited when I first saw the trailer for this movie, just because they didn't give much away. It was creepy as fuck, and I was just like, "Fuck this! This looks like a really good time." Going into this movie, though, I heard somebody, uh, my buddy from Beyond the Void podcast. Uh, he, I, I listened to his review and he had kind of brought up like similarities to Skin and Marink. And uh, personally, I didn't see them. I was kind of expecting this not to just be a straight found footage movie and it kind of go that realm. And it didn't. Uh, I, if, if you watch this video, please comment. I'd love to see what, like, what the comparisons you drew were because I, I was expecting more of that visceral experience that Skinnamarink was and then it ended up just being straight found footage. Regardless, I, I can see how you can make some comparisons, but uh I wasn't I wasn't really uh 
expecting it just to be a straight found footage movie, which I love found footage films when they're done right. So I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised with that. First thing I want to say, though, about uh, the movie itself, shooting location. That f- God damn, dude, that cr- creepy in the middle of the desert uh, location that they had really added to the atmosphere of the movie really, really well. And I think they used it to the highest potential it could have been done. The story does take a little too long to get going for me personally, uh, mainly just because I wasn't totally invested with any of the characters. They kind of just seemed like your typical artsy college kids that I wouldn't get along with anyways. Uh, but once this motherfucker gets going, dude, it puts the pedal to the metal and it doesn't let up till the end of the fucking movie. There's just tons of what the fuck moments, some really, really great gore, some interesting creature effects that were shot very, very well. And, uh, you know, nothing like completely mind blowing, but they did with what they had very, very well, I think. Um, and just an absolute batshit insane ending. I really dug it, and I can see this going either way for some people, but for me, watching this with a crowd and seeing everybody's reactions to some of the fucked up shit that was happening in this, uh, especially towards the end, uh, it was it was a great time and a, just a great experience. I had a full theater. Uh, you know, it was in this little art, art house theater that I have in my town. Uh, you know, probably small, less than 100 seat theater with everybody and it was packed and uh everybody's reactions it, you know you you know you're a certain type of person when you see people just ah, ah, and you're just like fuck yeah when you're watching it on screen uh, i have an experience story for this one too before i get into my review <laughs> um so yeah i highly recommend this to people that enjoy found footage and specifically to people that dig the VHS movies, because this kind of feels like it almost belongs in that world. Uh, it at times just felt like a really long VHS segment, which was cool. Not, I would say one of the earlier VHS segments though, because the movies have gotten goofier as time has gone on. This does play it pretty straight. And I also just really want to see more from the director, Robbie uh, Banfitch, who also starred as Robbie in the movie. And I think he did a great job. Uh, get this man on the next VHS movie because I think he'd fucking kill it. And this was a good time for me. And as of right now, and you know, we haven't reviewed a thousand movies, you know, that have come out this year. But as of right now, this is my second favorite thing I've seen all year. Okay. Um. All right. So first, just to well, actually, first I'll, I'll get into my experience. So I I won't reveal whether I liked or disliked the movie yet, but. I had a great theater experience because this is rare. It's happened. It's happened a couple times in recent memory, but this one was like really funny. So a dude and I assume his girlfriend, she starts crying as we get towards some of the mutilation bits in the back. And she left. She was still crying when I left the theater. She was sitting. There's like a little table as you walk out the doors. And I walk right past her and she's sitting there like she was obviously still like really shaken up by the movie uh it was hilarious and i i'm just sitting there like kind of doing this because <laughs> like her mascara you, was running you should, you should have pulled a friday the 13th part five walked up there and just been like bunch of pussies and walked away <laughs> <laughs> either that or go out go out the door and just like push it open real fast and scare the shit out of her 
Fall um, on the floor, start convulsing. Like something's happening to you after the movie. There you go. So I love that. Uh, then the movie happened. Um, well, first off, the Skin of Marink comparison first. I, I have some nice things to say. I wouldn't compare this to Skin of Marink. Uh, and the reason the reason I say that is we've got a good 40 to 50 minutes roughly yeah. of buildup where we see our characters interact. Yeah, yeah. We see their faces. You know, we get a vague idea of who they are. Um, it, you know, with Skin of a Rink, it's 90% ceilings, the TV, or walls. Like, so I, I don't, saying this is Skin of a Rink, I think, is a little bit inaccurate. There Do is you a think people are lady. using no. it? People are using that as a, as a way to say, I hated that movie, but I think this one isn't as bad, or vice versa. Well, people well, are just using that as a comparison, as another recent horror film that well, people didn't like. I didn't like this movie, but it's not Skin of a Rink. No, 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 but but you see what I mean? You're still yeah. comparing it. To, you're still doing what other people are. You're comparing it to. A, well, no, I think he's bringing it up because I brought it up. But but like, no, no, no. It, well, a lot of others to, have too. Every oh, time really? I okay. talk to you, Dan, you've brought it up. The first person who brought this movie up to me was Chris. And that was the first thing he said. He hadn't seen Skinner Rink, but he said everyone I was with said this is so much worse than Skinner Rink. Well, and the reason oh, wow, that I really? think they're yeah. they're getting there is this one does once we're in the desert and the well, I don't want to know too much. I, I'm still gonna watch. No, it. well, I, it, I know I'm asking questions, but it relies a lot on the sort of audio experience. Where yes, at that portion we're kind of following with the you know the camera and the POV, but no, it, it's. It's not Skinamarink is kind of its own unique thing, whether you love it or not. But uh, getting into the movie uh, itself, the problem is we do spend 40, 50 minutes roughly yeah, getting getting to know these characters. And I don't feel like I knew a damn thing about them. The blonde girl, I know her her mom had passed. But the rest of it, like, I don't get any sense of, you know, why are they friends? Why are they really out there? I mean, it's very vague. Like, they're going to shoot a music video, which was, like, in the middle of the desert. Yeah, okay, some random makeup kinda... chick is tagging along. Yeah, yeah the, the whole thing was just kind of, like, I feel like I just don't know these characters, and I spent plenty of time to get to know these characters. Um, there, There's moments with this, again, where I, I think there's going to be people that like it maybe even more so watching it at home turning out the lights um i i probably would say this this is a little this is better a better time than skin of a rink uh no ben i am ben, not saying it's ben not Grimm is asking is this uh, you so you're saying this is theater worthy chris i am not personally i, I say it is though if, if okay. well, well, well well at least well, just well, for well, me Hold on. But but here's the thing though with Ben. Is it worth going out to it's abandoned it? Please read it, Dan. I'm sorry. Ben, uh, yeah. I, it is it uh, gonna yeah, is it worth seeing in the theater or you know, is it worth the pain in the ass of going to the theater? Well, that's a tough one because I say it, it well, is. Well, go Dan, we I, already I, know your answer is no if it was yeah. like next day. Personally, <laughs> How, how much of a pain of ass are we talking, Ben? Are we talking like an hour travel? Because I will say no on that. But if it's like a half hour away and there's other people in the theater, I, I don't know. I think I just had a really good experience because my theater was packed. It was a bunch of fucking, you know, 
college kids that didn't know what they were getting into and then watching them all freak the fuck out while I was laughing was a really good experience <laughs> for me. But uh, I, I, personally, it, it is going to be on Screenbox pretty soon. So I will I will say to save you the 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 bullshit, wait for the Screenbox release. But I know you're a big fan of found footage, Ben. So I think I, I this is definitely one that you want to check out. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest issues this this movie has like no story. It it really has zero story. It's well, another. It's yeah. like an experience film, and that works for. I mean, I know you were the most positive with Skinnerink and this, so that might be something that I, you know I, will appeal to people. I needed a little bit of story. I wish yeah, I would have counted this Skinnerink comparisons to show Dan. But also, I think a, a lot of the like there is story there. But it's you got to kind of think about what's going on. Um, I like, I, are you referring to like the explanation of what's happening to everybody? Well, there is no explanation. Well, there kind of there kind of could be if you think about it for a second. Yeah, and I could, I could argue that with you. But there's also an issue with uh, the camera. Couple issues with the camera. Yeah, but you can't think of dude, it's a fucking found footage movie. You gotta be a little bit yeah. forgiving when it comes to that. I have to believe that well, again, I don't want to spoil what little there is there, but I don't know. Fifty minutes, I don't know or care about the characters. Now I no, did I, enjoy some of the the late in the game uh gore. And the you effects I thought shit. were cool. Yeah, and there are I shouldn't say you don't see anything. There, there you see I don't want to spoil it, but it, yeah. it builds. It, well, I, I, I'll I'll take it over from here. Do you get like glimpses of little creature effects in, in it, and then eventually yeah. it builds to you. You see gore, gore, but it's not like clear. It's usually like through a flashlight or something like that. But then at the end, there's a big final act that brings what you want to see. Um, and strobe warning though like big time oh yeah, oh, yeah for sure <laughs> like yeah no, i kind of yeah i kind of figured that though when i when i saw the trailer um but yeah i mean like i said it can go either way for people but do, do you get what i'm saying about the vhs comparison honestly if this was condensed into a little yeah VHS like 20 segment, minutes it, sure it would have it would have been really 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 fucking good like i i yeah. could totally picture this being in that same world um, yeah, and I do think the director, uh, you know, even his acting, like I, I thought his acting was pretty, pretty goddamn good through it. I, I mean, you're mainly following him throughout the whole movie, and uh, I was, I was surprised. So, like I said, get him on the next VHS. I know we already got what the fuck is it, eighty, eighty three, or whatever the fuck is the next one, but uh, whatever happens after that, get him on that one because <laughs> I think he would kill it for sure. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I, I can't say I loved it. Minus, like I said, some some gore at the end was pleasant. And hearing the crying, uh, <laughs> the crying lady who couldn't take here. it made me laugh. But I don't know. I can't count, like, the tears of, like, a <laughs> uninitiated horror fan <laughs> with my enjoyment of the movie. So uh, I'm, I'm a one. I don't think there's oh, a lot man. here. Yeah, I just don't think there's a lot here. Well, that's rough. I'm a three and a half, and um, I don't 
you know, I, I don't think I'm this is going to become like something in my rotation regularly or anything like that. But for what it was and the experience I had in the theater, I had a great time. I would re and I would rewatch it. I probably will when it does come out on Screenbox because there's uh, somebody in particular I want to show it to that I think will kind of freak the fuck out. And I want to see that reaction. You want tears. We'll make yeah, it absolutely. All right. So moving on. So. So I just read that juice article. <laughs> oh Jesus! Can I hashtag Dread Centralist? Oh yes, you can hashtag the fuck out of him. I don't give a shit. Okay, don't we get screeners for them? <laughs> oh yeah, wait. We love Dread. Well, you know, it's a different. Okay, we better shut. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, brother fucker. Technically, we get those from Epic Pictures, so I don't know, but yeah. Okay, well, I disagree with one thing on Dread. Okay, whatever. <laughs> fucking, we're already fucking lost, so they can eat it. Like, I guess. I'm sorry. I don't know the correct answer. Now. Just fucking just go for it, though. Okay. Okay, like, I wouldn't argue it's a thriller, but to call it a horror film, like, it's, yes, it's an action thriller, whatever you want to call it, drama. Juice you're on now. Yes, juice. But, yeah, the horror, modern-day horror thriller. See, they're they're trying to trick that word in there. It's a modern-day cl- thriller. It's a- it's let a me, stupid clickbait article. Let me let That's me ask this: If I fucking went in, and I'm just I'm, I'm You're, searching online, and I hear two. This is the Tupac one, right? Yeah. I hear Tupac fucking as Jason Voorhees. <laughs> All right, motherfucker, let's watch this movie. How it's pissed so off bad. am I going to be? So bad. I think you could like Juice if you have that going in because. Pac does not give a fuck. Well, now Dead Central <laughs> fucked it up for me. So God was... damn it, Dread Central. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, like, know, I... you guys put out some great movies, but I, I you know, I see and I I get where they're going with, but to, to flat out state it is where my problem is. Like it's directed by Ernest Dickerson, who is a horror guy. I mean, so there you're gonna see like his, you know, what he likes throughout is the there movie. In it? No. I mean, okay, okay no, no, there's, yeah, we don't see Tupac like grab yeah, someone. He fucking Tupac grab a motherfucker. I want to see him grab Suge Do not think and squish it, and Suge Knight's eyeballs pop out of his fucking. Only if we get Ahmed Johnson playing uh, Suge Knight. Suge Knight. <laughs> okay, so yeah, okay. Now I can't go full rant, so goddamn. This, this is a gem of a show. Fucking with that, all this bullshit. late night. Hey, it's late night. We gotta get uh, now. We go into rant. <laughs> I got the juice now. He does. You know, what? Yeah. I'm gonna fucking end up watching Juice now, like tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's been like probably a decade for me. I haven't watched it. I'm like sure as hell don't remember why it's like a horror classic. I haven't watched it in like four months, so. Yeah, but yeah, I watch it a lot. I think now it's like less and less people pay attention, so they have to come up with this bullshit. But at least, hey, horror. Hey, no, Dread writes spectacular articles. They do. Horror society sucks. They've got every indie dick. Yeah, you could have just replaced Dread with horror society, Todd. I don't have a beef with Dread. I, I I was just, Uh, yeah, this article. So. Moving on to our next movie. For well, the Ben's evening. fault, Dread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Consecration from writer-director Chris Smith. And in this one, after the alleged uh, suicide of her priest brother, Grace travels to the remote Scottish convent where he fell to his death. 
Distrusting the church's account, she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about herself. Okay, so this director, Christopher Smith, you may not recognize the name, but he has been uh, uh, in the horror genre for a long time. Uh, he did 2004's Creep uh, with uh, Franca Potenti and uh, Severance, which I think is in a great horror comedy. Uh, also did Black Death, another one that I liked, uh, Triangle, most recently The Banishing, which was a Shudder uh, original. You said so this 2004 is... creep, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, on, right. yeah. I, I, my mind, goes, yeah. My no, mind no, no, immediately the... went to the found footage one. It's effectively like a raw meat remake, um, okay. kind of, sort of. Uh, so, uh, in this one, Jenna Malone is our lead, uh, who plays uh, Grace. A little on the nose with the name, but uh, uh, really always enjoy her her acting's really good this one like on paper scott a little Lynn... on the nose jesus christ did you watch the movie sorry <laughs> couldn't hold what's well, in i know oh wait ATS. was i blasphemous in our god anything in a no, the six 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 i'm just gonna mute so. oh wait yeah which one is that anything that involves triple nines god, come on Todd hates uh so seaside convent creepy nuns I'm a big nunsploitation guy. You would think like right up my alley. How dare um, you disrespect nunsploitation? It's still nunsploitation. So no. I will, when the nun was announced. Now, one thing I will say for the nun, not a great movie, but what a great trailer. I was super yeah, excited no for shit. that. Looked like the scariest fucking thing ever made. A really good Fuck trailer. That movie so much. Um, this one. You know, a little bit, maybe a little more generic of a trailer, but I was really excited. And when I saw who was directing it, I was like, you know, he's had a couple that aren't classics, but I mean, Severance is a great film. Uh, Creep, I really love Creep, Black Death. I was Triangle's really excited. Yeah, it's been a, that one has been a minute, but um, so I, I'll, the good first, it does kind of have a decent 70s kind of horror feel to it it doesn't rely too much on jump scares it does choose mood and atmosphere over the jump scares which is a good thing it's just the movie is just not as scary as i hoped for one thing which was a big issue with the nun um it's not an exploitation film i say non-sploitation don't uh, go into that yeah, it's I, not non-sploitation dan it's not it's the definition of exploitation is to treat some something unfairly. They're sucking religion's dick in this movie. They're not treating it unfairly. Oh, I don't think it's... Well, let me finish. So, okay. yeah, don't expect Alucarda or Satanico <laughs> Pandemonium. I love those films. Uh, and, you know, and I like the more serious religious horror as well because I'm not a, a, not a degenerate atheist like Todd. But... This one is just one of those movies, like, I just had higher expectations than what I've got. It's fine. It's, like, just on the nose, fine. I would not recommend you go to a theater for it. You just don't need to. I thought the dad was really creepy. Uh, I thought a lot of the side nuns in here, including the one that had, like, the fucked up eye that doesn't really speak. But it's, like, it never really goes anywhere with it. And then when we get towards the end and the shit kind of hits the fan, it doesn't gel with the rest of the movie. 
which is weird. Like it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. So this is going to start going hard. It's a little goofy. Like at one point we, it kind of turns into like a really weak version of Carrie, uh, <laughs> where, you know, certain uh, dude, don't even fucking compare it to Carrie. Jesus well, Christ. Yeah. But you know what I mean? With the, you know, I get it, but your thing brother, uh, like, it, it's just, it's just very generic on the note. You know, you've seen it. Some good performances. Danny Houston as Father Romero. There's a lot of homage names to the characters in this. Uh, he's good. But at the end, it's just one of those movies, like, at the end, I was like, huh, that's it? I was hoping for St. Maud levels here, and I didn't get it. I was waiting for Kirk Cameron to show up. I was fucking dying. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It fucking has the Lord's balls on its chin. The whole you you no, say that no, about Dan, the Exorcist? No, hold, on, don't, hold on. Shut the fuck up. For years, Dan, you when, no, no, no. About the I have said I did not like the Exorcist till it clicked. Yeah, it I clicked. never said anything about the religious. You're going to have a consecration T-shirt and an I, I Heart Jesus but, bumper sticker. Like can can I say I kind of get what Todd is saying because there's a message in this movie that is kind of it kind of shits on the church, but at the same time yeah. it fucking it, it does heavily go into a religious aspect. And I'll just start with my shit. I fucking was really invested in the story at first. Um, first off, Danny Hudson is probably my favorite vampire of all time. Uh, I love that fucking human being. In 30 Days a Night, I think he is one of the scariest vampires that we have ever gotten. Probably since fucking Nosferatu. I take him even over Bella Lugosi in that fucking mm-hmm. movie. Because, goddamn, dude. I, I just rewatched. I, after I saw Concentration, I had to go 30 Days a Night. Because I was just like, fuck. I wanted so much more out of his character in this movie. I needed to go, just go watch him be amazing. And yeah, that movie is fantastic. If you haven't seen 30 Days a Night and you're a vampire fan, even if you're not a vampire fan, you hate vampire movies, watch that fucking movie. Danny Hudson is the scariest Dracula looking motherfucker ever. And he has some of the most badass one-liners ever. Talking about way cooler shit than this movie. Um, I was invested in the story at the beginning. But I was expecting more of a possession angle, a possession movie. And it's not really what we ended up fucking getting. There's a turn that this takes in the second half that just did not appeal with me. Probably the same reason it didn't appeal with Todd. Um, It it felt kind of preachy. Why I said like this movie does kind of shit on the church a bit. It does preach into religion. It's a religion. swerve. That's my problem. Yeah. yeah, it, fucking, it, yeah. Oh, fuck y'all. We got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and just, yeah. And I just thought it was kind of hokey. The acting's fine. And I could see maybe a small audience, maybe if you're more Christian than some I, of us on the show. But... I could tell they were trying to get me to re- relate with that God-hating woman. Also, they could swerve me in the fucking end. That's what my brain told me in the yeah. first, like, 20 fucking minutes. Dude. I'm fucking talking so loud I made my clapper light go off. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I get what you mean. Although, I have to say this. Jesus, Todd. Oh, punishing oh. you. Smiting you. Oh, oh. Right I have to say this. There is a sequence. That involved a nun right before the movie ended that made me burst out 
and inappropriately laugh like <laughs> way more hysterical than I have laughed at a movie in a really fucking long time. And the looks I got after that were worth the price of a mission. Um, I'm not happy I saw this movie in the theater. Uh, once I saw that shutter logo go at the beginning and then the movie ended, I was like, yeah, I totally could have waited till this. Did you, out. did you find the detective character kind of pointless? Yeah, he sucked. And there were, I don't know why it was there. Not the actor's fault. Just like, I was like, man, why do we keep going back to this fucking detective? He, he's pointless. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to convey to like, they needed him for the two scenes. They basically have yeah. him. I get why he's there, but yeah, he's literally there to move two plot points. Yeah, it was, I just, I really, I, I like, I, I was totally invested. And then, uh, like, I was all with the main character. And then it just became kind of really way too preachy for my liking. Um, and, uh, again, I, I went in expecting Possession Movie with Danny Hudson in it. So, uh, you know, I was I was pretty disappointed. But at the same time, it's not like one of the worst things I've seen all year either. Um, I just... It, it it wasn't made for me, and there may be a small audience out there for it. I'll tell you what: the next Secret Santa selection, I'm going to make Todd watch all the Left Behind movies, but not the caged <laughs> one. It's got to just be the Nick, the the uh, Kirk Cameron ones. Then you're going to see the difference because I'm going to. You know just... what? The, 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 see, here's the thing, though, Dan. That me going in knowing that I'll be fine. I I will. I will easily watch the Left Behind movies to shit on them. Not a problem. <laughs> Not That's, at all. I think one's like two hours, 45 minutes. Hey, isn't the Easter coming up? Can we do the uh, Passion of the Christ watch along, please? <laughs> we we've did done, that. We've done it once, but we could do a video Patreon one. Yeah, Dan may have computer problems. Um, that should happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of generic. Oh, I did laugh when there's like a nun... To call it a torture scene kind of sets it up for more than what it is. But when the nuns were jumping up and down on the door that was laying on that guy, I started laughing. I was like, what? Dude, like, you could have, like, pulled his fingernail off. Or... Dude, my mind Im- immediately went to, like, somebody's going to jerk off to this shit. <laughs> like, they're gonna, like, there's some kink out there that is in this fucking scene right there. The dude's like a sadomasochist, and he's just sitting down there. Oh, harder. Yeah, right? Dude, look at Tony Atlas. Fucking his Christmas goddamn <laughs> greeting to everybody. He's getting fucking big boot in the face the, 20 fucking The nuns are just jumping on him and he's doing that goofy laugh. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> ben just got us a good request. Uh, ben Grimm, do the Firestorm movie. It's like uh, the Christian movie where porn is ruining the world. <laughs> oh I'm God. unfamiliar with it. I know Dan's Firestorm a- with... Uh, <laughs> Howie yeah, I don't think Mandel. Howie Long. Howie, Howie Mandel. Mandel. Oh, oh, man. Can you imagine the action movie with, like, Howie Mandel? <laughs> He's putting Holy fucking shit. rubber gloves on his head. <laughs> oh, my God. I was you forced the to fight go see scene, him live. Like, you got, like, Scott Adkins or some badass, like, just cracking his knuckles. And then you see, like, Howie Long pull out the gloves. <laughs> He's, like, over here. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. Uh, All right, hold up. We're talking about uh again, way more. I know, and we're like running late. Yeah, fucking uh, yeah. no, it's it, I'm I'm cool, but uh, let's uh let's rate this fucking piece of shit so we can move on to the next it, one. It's not a piece of shit, but watch it when it's on Shutter, which I think this one is going to be a Shutter premiere. It's a two and a half. It's just an average horror movie. It does have some decent mood 
and I like that it shows mood over jump scares. There's so many other recent Shutter movies I would have rather seen theatrically than this fucking religious propaganda film. It's like one too many. You know, the world's ending. We all get it. I don't need to see this religious bullshit to make me think (laughs) I'm going to some make-believe fairyland in the sky. So, zero Todd. Pat, move along. Damn. All right. First zero of the year from Todd. I'm like a two. two. (laughs) I'm a two as well. Oh damn! It felt like five. you were more like a zero, but no, my my like, anger was. <laughs> it just it, it's a touchy subject, dude. I think uh, me and Todd both grew up in those fucking ultra religious families, and we're like, oh Fuck god, this no. shit. But I like I did post in the the group. I do have some church basement stories for the next post show. <laughs> oh damn! I man. did for at one point go to Catholic school. Yeah, I did. A hot nun. No, like, I did, and I'll tell you, those don't really exist. For and how much pussy part. did you get from her? Uh, not, no, no, <laughs> no, you're right. No. I don't think my balls dropped yet, but uh, uh, <laughs> move on before I make an inappropriate joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that was kind of a hot. Nun. But yeah, I went to Catholic school too, and but unfortunately, we didn't have any hot nuns. They were all yeah. fucking like sixty-year-old haggard women. <laughs> We have Bruno, <laughs> we have Bruno Mattei and Joe D'Amato to deliver us the, the the good nuns. Don't we have a nun exploitation set we've been waiting on for like a year? At this point? Uh, yeah, we can dive into that. I know we have a actually see to show Dan. I like religious stuff. If they're like <laughs> lesbians and getting like, well, Dan, you know I am not like you in that respect. Oh, I love me some lesbian stuff. I like okay. I'll 25 19. I better cut Dave away his joy of saying it. <laughs> All right, so oh, that's his second time in one show. He's got <laughs> well, we yeah, do, we do have another end of the world movie coming in that does have uh, you know, faith is kind of a theme in the movie. So we'll see if Todd hates that too. And that yeah. is Ben, <laughs> Exorcist is pro religion. I agree, and you kind of have that's always been my well, problem. You have to believe in it to make it work. But faith doesn't win depending how you look. Well, that's well, a see, long that's it's pro religion. But... To me, exorcist religion exists. To me, sure, pro religion is you're trying to yes, but... you're trying to convince me that this is what I need to fucking believe in. It's like Harry Potter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So uh what are we talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know. Harry Potter. Knock in the, no, no, the cabin. That's right. Well, we saw like cabin, two weeks yeah. ago. Which features uh, Rupert Grint, who played somebody in Harry Potter. So it kind of makes sense. All right. Boom, so, there you go. <laughs> Knock at the cabin from director M. Night Shyamalan. And because they don't, for some reason, they don't want to make the next Stephen King. And I'm not saying Paul Tremblay is the next Stephen King. There's others I would probably prefer get that title, but, you know, he's a good writer. Paul Tremblay, who wrote Cabin at the End of the World, that this is based off of. It's important to throw that out there because... And, you know, on, on the poster, it names three of the screenwriters, but not him. <laughs> yeah, like, make somebody. Like, you know, yeah, Stephen God King's damn. not going to be around forever, you know? Make somebody, guys. Like, put a name out there, and if the movie does well, which this movie's doing well... You know, Paul Tremblay has other books. Like, maybe throw his fucking name on there and you'll create M. Night Shyamalan's the Hulk Hogan of the, of the movie industry. Pretty doesn't want to put I wrote it all, there. brother. But you <laughs> notice you want to put his name on it on the first trailer. Huh? 
like M Nights, they kind of like downplayed his name the first trailer. I kind of feel like they should. I mean, because he's let's just say to be nice, hit or miss, mostly miss in my opinion lately. But uh, but anyway, lately, for sure, yeah. Uh, so all right, so knock at the cabin and this film. While vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice, a horrible choice, to avert the apocalypse. So, um, towards the end, I'll do a couple differences between the book and the movie, but I'll spare you that for the review, but uh, I can let you know. I read the book. I, I want to say it came out in like 2017, 2018. So it's been a minute, but I do remember some distinctly different things. Uh, but having said that, uh, none of you read the book, right? No. So hot tag to whoever wants it since you're just kind of going in seeing the movie for what it is. <clears throat> well, the trailer definitely interested me just because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not like a big Marvel guy, so I haven't seen a lot of Dave Batista's acting work, but something about him in the trailer really like drew me to it. And I was really invested in the story at first, mainly because of his gentle giant character. It just really intrigued me. And I thought he absolutely just killed it in this role. And he's the best thing about this whole movie. Uh, unfortunately, this was rated R, and I really wanted some on-screen violence, especially when we were introduced with these amazing fucking weapons that the antagonists were holding. But every time the kill happened, it was off-screen, and that really, really fucking pissed me off. And there was a point in the story where it started to lose me, uh, and because of that, the final act, I just I really wasn't into the story really at all. And there was a certain point where I felt like the movie should have ended and it kept going and left me thinking, Oh, there's going to be more to this. And then ended. And I was like, Oh, that was it. And that's kind of a common theme with M night Shyamalan's uh, movies for me personally. And uh, I also have to point out this movie had a decent budget and the CGI was pretty poor. <laughs> the, the, planes falling down the burning house at the end of the movie i just thought looked pretty bad in my opinion and it kind of took me out of the experience a little bit overall though with dave batista's acting and his character and his part uh i can't really have a total negative feeling about it because i think he really shined pretty bright in this movie um and that's probably why I didn't hate it, because if he was taken out of this whole factor and his character wasn't the thing, and I, I honestly don't really see anybody else that could have played his character as well as he did. Um, but without him, I probably wouldn't have liked this movie as much as I did. But with him, uh, I, I would say it's about average for me. Okay. Uh, Todd, what did you think? Um, I think I liked it better than Kruger. Um, I think it's it's closer to form to than old. I think yeah. old was, I like aspects of old, but then he has to twist it up and do this and that. Um, but this one I thought was concept wise different. It was, it was smaller. Like we, we, you know, while the scope was the entire world. Um, I, like I had no, other than the first trailer, I didn't know what I was getting into. I never read the book. Um, I was retained, and I think it a lot of it has to do with Dave Batista and the the little girl was really good. So there's yeah, she was great. Too. Them together. Um 
and as a parent, like I get, I get that. So, I mean, I would have been done a lot quicker. I'd be like, "There's the wife." <laughs> Damn. <laughs> late night, late night. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. <sighs> like you, you could sacrifice yourself, Todd. God damn it! I well, mean, no, I thought you couldn't pick yourself. I thought that was the whole gimmick. No, well, that's what, what I heard. Think? You have to no. decide between no, 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 the three of you who goes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I well, said that's what I heard, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm gonna tag somebody on Facebook with a time code. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. So. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so I, I did read the book. Uh, the ending's very different, which I'll get into. I don't want to spoil it, although there will be book spoilers at the end, and, you know, I'll compare the endings. But uh, very different, uh, similar up to a point. I'm going to say at this point, I think as far as wrestlers turned actors, Batista probably has more range than The Rock. Cena, um, dude. Cena is my number one right now. Dude, I don't, he, he doesn't have the range, but but I, he's, he's good at a specific thing. You can like him better, but he's no. good at action comedy type comedy mostly for me. Yeah, for but but he has some some glimmers in Peacemaker that are pretty fucking impressive, man. Dramatic sort of. Dude, yes, he, yes. He has his dude. moments, but I don't think yeah he's anywhere near Batista's level. Yeah, he could. Be, I, I, I think Cena's over Rock though. I do. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Rock is like just a niche thing, right? He's now. the rock. Like I, I was telling Dan, like we were talking about the rock movies. Like, yeah, if you like the rock, yeah, you're gonna like San Andreas and Skyscraper yeah. and stuff like that. I felt they're, like the rock fun. would be nearing a point where he would try and do the Bruce Willis thing and try and branch out a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. Well, did I meant Bruce hear, Willis in his prime. Like, did up. you hear about the rumor about the rock being uh, the fucking new like? The new like headline actor of Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> that was like a thing that came out like yesterday or some shit. There, or so when I was scrolling through uh, Facebook, I don't know. I... Like it's some rumor that's going around. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Just <laughs> the new Jack Sparrow. I've just been doing a lot of fucking roids. <laughs> oh my god, dude! He has the goatee and everything. I would lose my mind. <laughs> He's got the dreads. Uh, yeah, I mean the thing about The Rock is, I, I I like The Rock well enough. I don't think he's necessarily ever hit a home run, and his most popular movies were in already established franchises. Hey, you know, Jumanji's the one. While yes, it is in an already established franchise, yeah, but he sure. revived it like thirty years later. Well, he did a good job. There's a, in that there's a different, sure. yeah, he did, and they're they're enough to work on their own. There's a difference between that and him jumping into the Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, yeah, any any pick any actor and throw him in Fast and the Furious, yeah. and, and they do. Rock. One one thing <laughs> I'll say though, The Rock in Rampage, like him and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, play very good off of each other, and yeah. that's I think that's a really really good kaiju movie. Even though like a lot of people shit on it, I love the video game and I thought the movie was awesome. But talking about fucking not <laughs> Ka- the cabin, yeah. Um, Batista so, was the back that best actor in this. Batista was good in the Glass Onion too. I just he was. watched that last night actually. And that's what the one of the first ones that really like. I was like, okay, this guy can like play different characters. Yeah, like he's not like, he's not John Cena. The Rock basically needs, playing versions. The Rock needs to 
to try and make his sixth sense. Or no, his... no, he doesn't. The Rock needs to just do Rock movies because it will show how bad of an actor is if he tries Get to go the Willis route. But uh, all right, so the movie though, I loved all the characters. That's one thing that kind of because uh, I'm, I'm not a diehard fan of the book to be honest, and because of the ending, but. Um, all the characters were super likable. You feel the love from this family. You want them to, you know, come out of it on the other side. There's a very major departure from the storyline of the book that hits harder. And it's a more uh, proper sort of horror development, in my opinion, that I liked. Although the book's ending, I'll just say, is a bit of a non-ending while this is a little bit more definitive in this case, actually the ending's probably better. Uh, and I'll explain later, but yeah, Batista's fantastic, uh, in this, his character is really interesting because he's this giant fucking monster, uh, but also very conflicted because he believes, he believes what he's doing. He believes he's, you know, potentially saving the world, so I think that's a very interesting thing to watch with these characters, uh, you know. And and again, I should say, like they can't make the choice in this. They they have to convince the family to sacrifice someone, which I, I do love the basic premise, and I did enjoy it. Um, I won't lie, I'm kind of. There's one major thing I wish they had kept. And Which Dan will tell us in spoilers. I will tell end. you in, in spoilers. You're going to agree when I tell I, you I'm, this. Uh, I'm curious what the different ending was. So, and I'd love to hear his reason for the different ending. Yeah, I, I definitely would. I don't think Paul. I mean, it's kind of a big break for him. So I, I, I'd really be curious, like, to have a candid conversation and see what he thought about it but um i'm still trying to find his damn name on here <laughs> but yeah oh there I it did, is i think the end based I, on a book <laughs> i think damn. you're going to enjoy this more if you haven't read the book possibly if you can go in blind i think this is one of those cases where yeah because like some of it was very familiar and then i don't know i'm kind of middle of the road on this one I, I did enjoy certain aspects quite a bit, but then I was I was a little bored at times. Really? Too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It didn't. It wasn't as compelling, and I was hoping, even though the ending's different, and you could argue better I, from the book. I, mean, I wanted see, I, I, I a little if, more. I wonder if that kind of like like because I didn't know any like you knew, you were familiar with the material. Do you think that kind of like. Yeah, because they really puss out on something that I think was really powerful. And it's a more definitive ending in the movie, but it's not the best well, ending that's, they that, could have had. Okay, there's a more definitive ending in... In the movie versus the book. Okay. Yeah, real but talk, they though, totally anybody... Hollywood out on a more disturbing thing that goes down. I'll just put it did, that way. Did anybody get what I mean about the CGI shit at the end, though? Like seriously, I didn't catch it, it. Oh, dude. It looked bad when the uh, cabin was burning. Oh my god! Like the worst CGI fire. You know, yeah, you could see the fire. I did notice that now that you bring that up. Yeah, that and the planes. I just I, I, I didn't like, notice it, on the planes. Yeah, it just it, it seemed like this had a big budget to it, and all that stuff looked like it could have been cleaned up better. 
we only really get glimpses. I mean, it's mostly on the TV. So, like this. Yeah, is, but the yeah. the the plane stuff you see it fucking like at the sky out of the sky at the end, and it just looked it jarred the fuck out of me even more so than the CGI and Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. No, I, was, so, I wasn't bringing go. it up, but <laughs> it popped in my head. <laughs> but all um, right. Well, ben does bring up that The Rock tried with Get Shorty and Southland Tales. Yeah, kind of. And that's I, why he doesn't anymore. <laughs> but uh, Well, I do like Southland, Southland Tales, though. I have to revisit that one. I haven't watched the new edit yet. I, I would also say, oh, what was the uh, Mark Wahlberg one where they were like meatheads? Although I'd still say he was Pain The Rock. Pain and, and Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he definitely is The Rock. Yeah. But people consider that. Michael Bay's one of his best movies. Yeah, I never, I've never seen The Rock disappear into a role and become something else. So I'll just put it that way. Hey, did, when he played when he played Rocky Johnson on that '70s show, I thought it was his dad. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, this one's enjoyable, but I, it just it also had that feel of something that if I wasn't a, a podcaster, I could have easily have just watched it at home. I don't think it's a go out to the movies kind of thing. It would have been just the same experience on Netflix. Kind of like I 100% disagree with that statement, but I say that with any film. Yeah. Well, I will tell you then what, what happens. Um, do we want to do that after we do last of us though? Uh, you should look at the private chat. Dan. We, oh, yeah, we need, we need to rate this too. <laughs> yeah. we'll rate this first. Um, so great acting. I do like uh, Batista a lot. Ever since Blade Runner, I think I was like, you know what? This guy might. Uh, you just lowered the rating of this movie, guys. 2049 <laughs> is a five out of five. Six out of five. Uh, you have bad taste in sci-fi. All right. So um, I don't like sci-fi. This one's a two and a half. Well, it's a two and a half for me overall, although the acting is spectacular. Everybody's plays their parts well. But it's just, eh. Two and, a, two and a half for me as well. And I'm the highest one. Suck. Um, I'm a three and a half on this one. I did like it. Hey, you know what? I'm a three. Three. Yeah. Sorry. Three. Um, All right. Yeah, it, it is. It's weird because it's like it's like a big movie, but it's small. So you it doesn't. I well, I do think you should see it on a big screen, like all movies, but I get what Dan's saying with that too. So yeah. Oh, but before I move on, or before Dan moves on, um, Pugs chimed in too. No, um, I'll do, I'd say it's just all right. Nothing offensive, impressive, or impressive across the board. I found the flooding imagery to be unnerving, but I was never interested. Just interested. I was never invested. Just interested enough. There was one thing I wish they kept in from the book, knowing me. I'm sure you can figure out what that is having knowledge of the original story. So Dan will tell us whatever it is. I'm sure. Um, had I been given the same opportunity or choice, I'd happily watch the world and dick firmly in hand. Kudos to Batista. <laughs> Two and a half out of five. I'd watch it again. All right. So three of us are about all the same. I'm just a little higher. All right, so guys, uh, we're going to run down the card for XPW Pleasures of the Flesh real quick, and then we will do Last of Us, and uh, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll kind of let you guys know 
as far as my memory goes, some of the differences, the main ones uh, for not. Dan will have, yeah, we'll, we'll do some book spoiler. Some All book right. Spoiler. Before we do, let's just go to the trailer and we'll be right back. that footage <laughs> i love the hardcore footage i popped when i first saw that uh so Kruger, if you have not seen hardcore yes. time to change that <laughs> gotcha. there was one thing though it's like all east coast footage though right yeah yeah that's true yeah 42nd street though I, i'm not complaining <laughs> yeah uh so we're gonna run down the card and uh okay let me ask you this before we we because we got two things to run down would you like to do the card first or talk about the women first i want to talk about the women first okay that was a hard one <laughs> well maybe hopefully not literally okay well let me let me grab the first picture there we go dan well yeah so first off uh cat martini the TV champ is going to be hosting the the Miss Extreme contest. So we are. This is going to be a, a XPW's debut on their own streaming service. So the theory is, I don't know. Stream XPW.com. Uh, yep. You're no, yes. wrong picture. <laughs> I was figuring. So the theory is they're going to be able to get away with a whole lot more that they couldn't get away with on fights. Well, this is Dan's theory, but I mean, they, they I have no, I mean, no. they've definitely alluded to that because these <laughs> are not no rules. women's wrestlers. They are, we got some, what did, what did Schlatt call it? It was on the, on Rob show. I don't remember what he called him. <laughs> I'm looking at leaning on you for that. Would you remember? <laughs> Dude. I listen to that shit like every fucking goddamn day. So they, they kind of blend together. I know, there was, it was, yeah. I, I, okay. Well, let's see. Who do we have up here first? The lovely ladies. Let's see. I, I don't have them in order. So sorry for not in no, it's okay. order. Okay. Ooh. Marika Hayes. Uh, she is a contender. Well, yes. we know. Ozzy V, who will be live in attendance, we're gonna. He should be the one sitting at the booth looking sad. <laughs> That's his favorite. Ozzy admits to watching smut. Oh, well, the he, high and mighty Ozzy V. I won't say he has her on a VR accessory. Oh my goodness! Then I told him to tell her, and you know what? I am saying it on the show because you know what. It's Jesus the odds Christ. of Ozzy watching this before are zero. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta just start like spamming flesh food and forest with Marika Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a plan. 
Okay, this may be my favorite uh, for reasons. Uh, Brandy Graves. I, I'm not familiar with her, Dan. Uh, she is a lovely, lovely lady. I wouldn't say like I've watched like a ton of her work, but I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to to see her at the show. I, I'm sure she'll be a, a, a nice, lovely young lady. We get to meet, hopefully. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll try to get some interviews for you guys. Oh, yeah. Did we mention what, what we should be going live from there? What? Um, yes. We're going to have live footage from Pleasures of the Flesh. And you might get to hear from some of these lovely ladies. No, Dan. They're not too spicy. They're, they're okay. all okay for Facebook. <laughs> don't worry, Dan. I'm not. Yeah. All right. So Taylor Nicole. I love a nice redhead, and uh, I do. She's also a potential winner. Dan, are you going to say that for every woman that shows I'm trying up? to be respectful, Todd. I'm not going to. Like, I know. I, I was like throwing the, I was like Dan to be like winner. His excitement level. You I'm figured gonna he was going to pull like, out. Am look I wrong? at those titties or anything. I'm, I'm like, I'm a respectful gentleman, Todd. What do you? I'm always am. Alexis Amore. Uh, yeah, uh, she, she has some, some talent. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I won't be there live for this one. You could, you know, you have my number. I can give it Jesus to you like on some biz. I can like one day it out to you. Do not do this. Please. I'm just saying I, I have my favorites, but I am totally like, okay. Dad. Yeah. I am that? single ladies. I'm just oh saying. My God. Just saying. That's what we get for doing this shit at three in the morning. Slava, if you're listening and you know, you you know, you can vouch <laughs> for me. I'm a nice guy. That's right, Dan. Well. Yeah, don't don't do it. Okay. Darcy Diamond. Another, I'm gonna say each one's my favorite. And like, let's just say they are all very pleasant to look at and are all well, contenders. My favorite is coming up next. Oh, XPWOG. Okay. And of course, J Love. Yes. I've heard of J Love. Yes, yes, yes. Uh yeah. She's I'm already too excited for that. And I we already have a confirmed interview after the show. Oh, okay. After uh, Pleasures of the Flesh. Yes. Or is some mad person going to hop on here at like 4 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll do it there. Uh, yeah. Right. I was going to say, if you're going to like bust out J-Love right now, it's just going to be like all of a sudden like the, the 10 people watching is going to turn into like 200. That's <laughs> uh, true. So yeah, this is XPW's once again, Todd, because... Uh, it's right there, streamxpw.com. Or you can go to the regular website, the, the xpwwrestling.com, and it clicks you right there, too. Okay, okay. Uh, and Ben, uh, we don't know if it's going to overlap with Elimination Chamber. Um, it, it starts... Uh... I'm, trying, I, I'm trying to figure out the time for sure. It, it's uh, Ticket says 7 p.m. Pacific time. So that would be 10 o'clock East Coast time. I'm not sure if that's the doors open time, which I'm pretty sure it is, and bell time's eight. So that it, would put... That would be how it's been. Okay. There hasn't so, been a kickoff lately. Yeah, because well, I, I, I don't pay attention because I'm, you know, there. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So, okay, then, yeah, it, it probably, there might be a little. It just depends, like, how tight WWE does on their three hours. And Dan said they've been doing that pretty pretty close, right? And they, they haven't strayed too much over the three hours, so there might be a little bit of overlap. You know, might be watching two screens for a short period of time. Well, if <laughs> if, if one opens with a missing stream, Dan won't be watching. Oh, one. yeah. Like, I'm um, sorry you're getting your moment right now, Sammy. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sammy for Syria, Dan for Boo. Dan's got like six answer. favorites <laughs> competing in the missing stream. It's, <laughs> it's just I, 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 all the old age chance. It's not going to matter. I'm just going to be yeah. <sighs> okay, well let's see what else we got. Let's there's some there's some matches too. <laughs> yeah, there's some wrestling on this wrestling show. Ole over Ole. All right, so. Uh, Lindsay <laughs> Kruger got it late. Lindsay Snow, who has been a favorite lately, she slayed it in every match, taking on Chelsea Durden, uh, making her second appearance. Uh, so, uh, Lindsay's been awesome. I mean, she hasn't missed <laughs> lately, she's just been killing it. Uh, Chelsea, a little bit new, uh, curious to see her, her develop here. Lindsay's a great opponent. So, yeah, did you, I'm excited for that. Todd, did you uh, hear about the story of Lindsay tattooing hardcore hillbilly in the hotel room? Yes. <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty great on the Rob Black show. Yes. Fucking entertainment for days on that motherfucker. Yeah, if you're not listening, definitely check it out. <laughs> Even though he totally shit on me, like, fuck it, <laughs> a couple of shows ago, but it's all good, dude. Uh, I just listened for the parenting tips because I'm like, God damn it, Rob, I get that. Nah, <laughs> but he's just, like telling his it, kid, fuck it. <laughs> it cracks me the fuck up. Let me sleep. I'm like, get that shit. <laughs> no, dude, that shit, like, the way he does it, it reminds me of, like the old school Howard Stern shit. Fucking, like they would have like callers come in and fucking do shit like it's pretty entertaining yeah yeah seems like hillbilly's becoming his his new will on there. dude that shit is hilarious <laughs> as fuck i want it hillbilly is... in the office every dude, fucking you guys week. need to get an interview with him the wall of dicks yeah I mean, dude we need to get an interview with the xpw superstar hardcore hillbilly i think we can make that one happen I mean, I'm that's gonna, all you guys, but fucking. Uh, you know what? I think I'm hoping we can get him live on Saturday, dude. You probably could. You may need to bribe him with some cheesecake factory. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm, shit not, I'm gonna stop talking because my brains are working. <laughs> all right. Um, what's our next match? <laughs> all right, XPW Women's Champion Ludark Shaitan taking on Miranda Ali. Uh, so Ludark, I'm a huge fan. Honestly, the God, like maybe next to Schlack, maybe she's like been the MVP lately and everybody's been pulling their weight, but Ludark, I haven't seen a shitty match from Ludark in XPW. That's for sure. Uh, she kills it every time. Uh, I'm a little less familiar with, uh, her opponent, um, in a little bit uh maybe you guys know her a little bit more i honestly you know me i i, I watch xpw 
<laughs> okay. I, I kind of try to keep it like now that it's back, I kind of pay attention to the other stuff. But yeah, yeah. that's not a name I've like come across. Yeah, I'm not familiar her. with her work. So but... I, I'm guessing she's in she's an East Coast. I've heard some good things. Okay. I've heard some good things. Um, Okay. Big T has the big question. When are you ever going to get the soul taker? We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Because I wanted one of two matches. (laughs) All right. So, and then uh, what number? I'm going backwards, reverse order. Why did I number it wrong? Okay. Uh Uh-oh. The juicy one. (laughs) <laughs> Juventude Guerrera back hosting the Juice Bar. Um, well, we've talked about his promos lately. Uh, I'm sure somebody might crash the Juice say, Bar. Who's going to show it, up? Todd, <laughs> Todd, can you pull that flyer back up for a second? If you smell what the juice is cooking, <laughs> that is fucking gold. <laughs> Uh, we gotta get uh we gotta bring uh Enzo, the real one, back again. I just want I just want Juicy just to curse at Dan. That's all I want now. Fuck you, Dan. Suck <laughs> like a dick, Dan. <laughs> Dude, remember at the last XPW show you had me like recording fucking Ty's yes. match for him and shit? Okay, Hoovy, if you're watching this, the guys that were talking shit. Yeah, that was not fucking me. I was pissed off. I'm sitting next to like the worst <laughs> shit talkers in, in the fucking crowd. The best part was you're like, hey, I'm recording. I was like, okay, then I immediately start to say something I shouldn't. Yeah, you fucking <laughs> asshole. I was at that point I was a little high, so I'm I'm sitting here fucking trying not to get heat. Todd <laughs> Todd's fucking burying me while I'm fucking holding Hoovy's camera. <laughs> hey, Caesar was one. Dude, they're watching that shit on the ride back. Like <laughs> this fucking cocksuckers. Like what the fuck? That's the best part. You know they totally watch that shit on the way back. Yeah. And Caesar just fucking talking shit the whole fucking oh, show. Thank God it wasn't the fucking <sighs> Southern match. <sighs> you just you just snap a. Dick <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would be a funny rib. I no, mean, he's just be. like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, this is what we get for doing the show this fucking oh, shit. I keep laughing and clapping, turning my light on and off. It's Jesus, Todd. He's oh, Jesus. trying to show you he's out there. All Dude, right. I swear, I oh, swear wait, if anybody fucking one. is actually watching this shit. <laughs> wait, it's... I'm she... to... <laughs> or you just zoom in on his package the whole time. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I thought I had another graphic for Kat. I... Isn't she defending the TV title? Is she? I th- I know she's hosting the Mystic. I think yeah. she's just stuff. hosting. I don't okay, think there's okay. an official uh, match well, no... for. Her. Yeah. Okay. Although, who knows? It's XPW. Yeah. It could happen. But, Have you guys been yeah. watching the promos? Judge Joe Dredd has been calling for his shot back at the TV title because he feels there has been an injustice in XBW. Uh-huh. There you go. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Biggie Biggs comes. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie Biggs comes for a fucking number one contendership. Right? Dude, that poor <laughs> bastard. Dude, he was swagging and everything and then gets kicked in the dick and DDT'd to hell. What the fuck? <sighs> I mean, shit happens, but goddamn. 
That's <laughs> like, a like, woman. Like what? What a way! What a way to go! <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. What do we got? Number three. Okay. This will be great. Uh, Lou Lou Nixon taking on Drake Younger. Uh, uh, Drake's, I mean, death match of the year with Schlack, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like top dude, three him, death match. Him, him yeah. with Masada, too, dude. Yeah. And then uh, his match with Big Joe. Everybody's already been calling that death match of the year already in January. Yeah, I was going to say and, Masada, too, yeah. Yeah, no, his match with Masada, watching that live, like, personally, best death match I've ever seen live. I think I told you guys to say yeah. that on the show or whatever. But, yeah, it was it was pretty fucking amazing. It was just total awesome old-school Japanese-style wrestling, and you don't get to see that in the States very often. But those are two guys that have been there and done it and fucking do it at the highest level. And anything with Drake right now, I think, is must-see. He's... uh putting out i think some of his best work which is amazing at his age and how late he's been in this game but fuck dude his first match back with the body yeah i mean even like even that but and just to see how every match has just progressed and he's back as good as he i think he's ever been so uh you know, as he said at the end of the uh, December XPW show, you know, he, he doesn't know how many he's got left in him. But for fuck's sake, he's going to kill it for as long as he can right now with XPW. And I think that that's like he's definitely one of the most must see people on the show. I mean, him, Schlack and Masada, I think they're and Necro Butcher, Maga Butcher, like those four people are carrying the company right now. I mean. The butcher was like nearly decapitated the last show, so yeah, fuck. <laughs> he was only yeah. like two inches away from Dude, yeah, wild. <laughs> oh god. Hopefully, all right. Let's go to number two. Speaking of, uh... it became a final destination kill. Just about. <laughs> all right, Big F and Joe taking on a mystery opponent uh, in place of the body. Uh, so. You, you think, I mean, who knows, but I'd like to see, this would be, you know, a little different, but I know they had PCO booked at one point, a little That'd random, maybe. Man. No, that would be a good match. Yeah. Wasn't be a it really supposed to be match. them too? No, it was PCO and uh, ne- uh, Magabu. Necro Butcher and something oh, that, happened. Yeah, that yeah, didn't happen. Right. But uh, yeah. no, but the, yeah, the body has some family issues going on, as heard on the Rob Black show. So he's not going to make it. But I'm curious. PCO would be great. I think him, Big Joe, would tear it the fuck up. Um, I'm trying so, to think of some like deathmatch opponents, though. My like, my gut says uh, it's going to be someone from Mexico. Either yeah. that, or like I I, I wonder like. Maybe like maybe. like who's who's the deathmatch guys they usually have on the LA shows? Like who's missing? Like normal? Yeah, who hasn't been booked for a match yet? Terex. I mean, yeah, he he's. I mean, there's a couple spots. Honestly, I mean that would be a rematch, right? From the uh, that um, would be a round one rematch. Yeah, that could happen. So, that'd be yeah. that that'd be interesting. I'd I'd be yeah. down to see that. Yeah, like I, I like you know, I was thinking Seacope Dan said that too. Um, yeah, I was just thinking stuff you know, 
Mexico yeah. right there. Uh, but honestly, even if it's not a deathmatch guy, I mean, PCO, it, isn't it fucking amazing what that dude can do into his 50s? Like, yeah, he has not bad. slowed down. He's He'll take, like, a fucking, like, like just a... a apron a, bump, yeah. Yeah, like the apron <laughs> bump from, like, the top turnbuckle. I'm like... How yeah, he's wild. <laughs> is it more impressive to you because he's bigger? Because, I mean, look at Bigger Funk. and in his, like, what, mid-50s? Yeah, but, I mean, look at Funk was doing that, sh- that shit till the 60s. Yeah, but yeah, Punk wasn't but... taking bumps like that, brother. Funk, like, yeah. Terry Funk he, Punk, took some, he took some bumps, bumps but... but fucking PCO is, like, like he's had his shoulder fucking completely be popped out and, like, up here by his yeah. fucking ear from taking a okay, kick well. from a steel step. Like... <laughs> He's done some wild shit. That motherfucker yeah. is crazy. All Go right. back and watch his match with Walter before Walter. Yeah, got signed. that that's one of my favorite matches. That jo- that was the first Joey Janela spring break, and yeah. uh, fucking PCO moonsaulted and Walter didn't catch him, and it went all on the ref. But like, dude, he basically moonsaulted on the nothing. It was insane. That was like PCO's first big match back. Yeah, that guy still got it, and it had. Good reason to watch Impact when you can for his stuff. Because I hope I hope AEW gives him a shot. Like they should. They give some older guys fucking some shit. They should give BC PCO a a, a chance to shine. I think. Well, you got uh, Jeff Jarrett right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think BT, Big T. I don't think this was what he said it for, but I'm going to use it anyway. Big T got a good opponent. <laughs> Soul Taker. Maybe I don't know versus versus Big Joe. <laughs> I don't care. I just want Soul Taker on the West, Coast. dude. Soul, Ter- Soul Taker versus Big Joe would be hilarious. That'd be I-, awesome. I want Soul Taker just to come out and win Miss Extreme. <laughs> I love I-, I love Soul Taker. <laughs> or he just stacks them all up in like a big ass coffin at the end. <laughs> no <laughs> hoes matter. No, no, sorry. No holes matter. I get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You would have to pay his booking fee if he can tombstone each one. There we go. <laughs> yeah, so what what do we got next? Well, we got the big mystery opponent, the big one. Yeah. The MAGA Butcher with the mystery partner taking on the faces of death, Schlack and Masada. I don't know, is that Kurt Angle? <laughs> 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 I want to just angle that look on his face like 30 seconds into the match when Schlack breaks like 20 light tubes over his head. <laughs> I, sh- I should have just stayed fucking retired. Schlack, Schlack is so much worse than Baron Corbin. Oh my god. He's like, and I thought Ben Wall was bad. <laughs> Schlack's just stabbing them with fucking tubes and shit the first three seconds of the match. Is yeah, Angle tries to go for like a drop, drop to hold, and he just starts getting shanked in the back. <laughs> well, I kind of want it to be Kurt Angle, but I'm gonna guess that's probably no. Yeah, probably not. Well, he, um, it's someone who's never been in XPW, so it works. Yeah, okay. he said he said somebody that would that hasn't ever been in XPW, and also he said that it is not uh, Zandig. So, oh, he said that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, so well, he said that is what you said. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. No, no, yeah, he Big did on the podcast, Mister America. <laughs> they well, could... we also we also know it's not hardcore hillbilly because 
Yeah, eliminated uh, the faction there. Um, so I'm I'm not sure. Um, maybe did he say he's never wrestled in XPW before or never been? Yes. No, never okay. wrestled. I was gonna say Munch could be the partner. Of the are they gonna? Are they gonna raid NWA again? Oh. Are we getting like Tyrus taking on Schlack? That would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I don't even know off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, I mean, it's pretty open. I mean, I it's mean, definitely not great. I remember the last show, so. No, so we think it's going to be someone who's also very MAGA-ish. Can you Maybe. imagine how excited da- our pugs would be if it was fucking Bill after I've been talking shit on stupid ass fucking Big Bill? <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking name in wrestling, Bill. <laughs> Big fucking Bill. What a fucking. I'm I'm working around saying the word. If you can feel it. <laughs> I. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think, I don't think he's. Although, it's not that far fetched considering the era of WWE guy he is. I mean, he knows Drake. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's. Not, I don't think he's going to do any death match. Type. I don't think. Well, I don't think that either. But I'm just saying, like him showing up wouldn't be out of the question. I don't think. No, no. I mean, yeah, I could see him being booked for a show why not and look who we had doing hardcore shit last show although depending what goes down with miss extreme i could see tony's like yeah we're excluding (laughs) 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 we're excluding you guys from doing xpw i don't know i yeah i don't know i i yeah i know that i deliver Tyrus fits that too, but I don't think he's doing anything outside NWA. Yeah, I, I was he well, yeah, he fits that too. They basically fucking PG'd up at the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I I mean Tyrus would make not the best match if we're being honest, but I I don't know. I'd be okay if it were Cass. I'm just gonna call him Cass because I agree the name's stupid. Um I don't really have anybody else. Oh, I don't want it to be. I'm just saying that he would work. Like, I don't really, I don't really, I mean, at least there's not a lot of wrestlers that are at least openly, (laughs) so they kind of fit it. Or is anybody else doing like a similar gimmick? (laughs) I mean, EC3 would do it. Uh, I'm sure he would. Didn't he just sign with, uh, was it NWA or was it MLW? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone notice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. e- you know what? EC3 might be the most likely out of that. I don't I think don't he was. Him, was but... he mad? I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention to people's politics, so I didn't. Well, know. you know, and honestly, it could just be someone like I, I don't know. Everyone in that group believes those politics. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it needs to be somebody that's like a MAGA person. But yeah. it has to be someone who at least can be like, yeah, I don't can look the part. Can look or, the part. Well, I wouldn't say at least one of those people in that group looks the part. I say two of those people don't really fit the part. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So it could be. I mean, they lot. fit the part, but I mean, there's things that contradict, like the well, magazine. You, you could. That's, that's Chris point, Jericho. Though. No, I get it. That's what I'm saying. So it Chris doesn't Jericho. matter. You're gonna hear Judas just start playing. <laughs> hey, he worked with Nick Gage. 
I mean, Rob had to open up that checkbook, I think. But Jesus Christ, no, he had a death match. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there's better ways to spend your money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that, that yeah, they have yet to not deliver. They have yet to not deliver yet. So I'm, I'm sure they will again. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, this Saturday again, come up. Give you free shit, XPW trivia. I'll make them easy. Yes. I don't know. Or, or, Flesh or... wound features table. Once again, yeah. if you're joining us late. And if you insult Ozzy's hair, maybe I'll give you something extra. <laughs> insult. Just start talking to Ozzy about a Marika Hayes. Actually, if you see her within, just say like, this guy loves you. <laughs> and Could you say said... with my friend's hair. Oh Jesus! Okay, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. I just I don't need care. to make friends so she can go up and just start just randomly rubbing her hands through his hair, and that's what you got to record, Todd. So. <laughs> that's Caesar's job. He likes to record this stuff. That <laughs> fact, if you are at the show live, we encourage you to find uh, Mr. Ozzy. Well, you know what? Hair. Maybe we can make it happen on camera. <laughs> live. Yeah, Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the best time. Just be you ready, really want to scare him. See if Schlack will do it. Dan's you know, you're not going to say anything. Dan's going to be scared the whole time. If any of these people show up in the street, he's like going to be checking their wardrobe. <laughs> we got to cut this now. <laughs> Maybe live for Patreon. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's paid. Keep an eye on the channel for. Yeah, we don't. I don't have an cool exact shit. time yet. I'm going to say a couple hours beforehand. Okay, sweet, sweet. Uh, and uh, well. well I will set up a link though if you guys want to like like and wait for it to go live too. We'll get that set up. Okay, sweet, sweet. Uh so I guess we'll talk uh book versus movie and then last of us okay. uh, real quick to close. So back to the horror. All right, so knock uh, at the cabin. I'm talking spoilers now. Well, I was gonna do the spoiler uh warning real quick. So give them the spiel before we go, Dan. All right, guys, we're going to do full-on spoilers for Last of Us, and I'll do some book, movie, basic ending comparisons for Knock at the Cabin. So if you don't want it spoiled, well, mute for a little while. Or they can just look at the bottom for the banner to go away. We should have told them that next that time. That works, too. Next time. Well, now they already muted because right. you told them to mute. Uh, Anyways, the OGs know the routine. So book versus movie. So in the book, after the gun comes into play in the house, the deaths are different. So, well, first off, Sabrina, her character is much more important in the book. In fact, she lasts till towards the very end. Um, the So the kill, the, the order that in which the... Um, the four horsemen, if you want to call them, die is a little bit different. In the book, the biggest thing is when the gun comes into the house, Leonard accidentally shoots and kills Wen, which is a big holy shit moment because he kills the girl. Um, So definitely Hollywooded that (laughs) quite a bit because that was a pretty intense thing in the book that I would have preferred be in there. Now, in uh, there's a lot of little things like Leonard was a younger man. I remember in the book that I 
kind of distinctly uh, remember. Wait, so, so when um, you read the book, you weren't picturing a giant, like, 6'8", muscle-bound dude, like his letters? Nah, I was okay with that, but uh, um, I could be wrong on this. I don't know in the book if they... Uh, I can't recall if Redmond was in the bar and the guy that attacked him or not. Anybody that's read it more recently can uh, correct that. There's a little bit more... They go a little bit deeper into some of the religious commentary in the, the book uh, with uh, Eric being the religious one and Andrew being agnostic. They delve into it a little bit more. The ending... The the ending in the book, it's just the the two guys walking off into the sunset they don't reveal anything you don't know whether all of this was really happening or not it's a very some would say too ambiguous of an ending particularly for a book because you remember you're investing a lot more time in a book than you are a 90 minute movie so yeah uh that that's the big difference i so wait so m Knight's first non-twist is taking away a twist from a book well yeah kind of i mean well like i said in the book it's just a total right it's left up to your interpretation i would have liked the part with when just to give the the movie a little bit more of an edge i would have liked it for them to have kept that and how they, what what part does that happen because to me i'm thinking like as someone it's an it, accident they're wrestling no no I, I get that but i mean when but okay, they're them. different mediums though. And to me, taking away that point from the story, like, then what's the point at that point? Like, I mean, if one of those are supposed to kill themselves, the well, other one's left ambiguous, and you know, like, you're not sure. So, I mean, like, that, like, for me, watching a movie, you kill her off. Well, I'll just say halfway through, like, them wanting to kill each other. Well, I mean, you still have to make certain decisions. Are you? Yeah, but that point is apparent. Just world. watch your child care. They're not going to give a fuck who offs each other. Like, I, I don't, don't care. Same time. I mean, if you're taking it as a real situation, and, and at that point, you're really questioning, like, everybody's dead. There is no more anything. Or am I, are we just going to walk like a fire? No, 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 I get that. But no, no, I'm them. saying as soon as they lost their child, a parent's, like, will to live. I'm, it, and I'm I wish it was they, a little more recent that I could. I I do remember Sabrina was she kills herself if I recall, and that's towards the end of the book. Did she just got finished um, watching her performance in old? <laughs> maybe old is a piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't. I, there is not a single good thing I can say about old. Um, but yes, <laughs> she. Yeah, I, I again my details, but I just remember the when thing, and I thought. Man, that was such a powerful moment in the book, which I'm not a diehard fan of the book, but okay. uh, I don't know. Uh, so it's kind of, yeah. Ben said after he got the gun from the car. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I, and I could be a little bit off on like who dies when. Uh, another thing, I don't think Adrian had a son, if when, I recall. When died? Like it, I think they added uh, that as well. Um, but. I'm a little bit out of order, but yeah, when gets killed when they're wrestling for the gun, and it's a big thing in the book. Like that, you know, this one's, you know, a very definitive Hollywood ending. Which so. is very weird for the director. Yeah. I mean, even saying there's not really a twist is 
Yeah, like, no, it's all is a spoiler. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of ways that it could have gone horribly wrong with <laughs> with Shyamalan. Uh, oh, Ben Grimm brings up Jake Hager. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, wise, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't think AEW would let. Ooh, him, Brian but... Kendrick's more of a conspiracy nut, but that would be a good pick. I don't think he's really uh, like a, a MAGA guy. He just believes in like every conspiracy, <laughs> including some of the crazy shit. But yeah, uh, <laughs> can you imagine if it's Teddy Hart? <laughs> like, oh god damn. <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably not. <laughs> you want to hear the biggest squeal out of pugs? <laughs> Can you imagine all the shit we would get the chance? <laughs> yeah, let's just cut that feed now. Um, so, yeah, that's the basic differences there. Uh, I don't know. The movie was just math to me. Very well acted, but it just, I don't know. But the book, I'm not a diehard book fan either. So, Last of Us. No, well, then wait, then here's my question. If you were told someone to watch either or, not if you know they're a reader or or movie watcher better, like which do you think, not just because it's first either, which do you think is like the more palatable to the average person? Well, if you're just, I mean, the book makes you feel a little bit more. I do like the gut punch of the dog, but then again, the ending's just kind of like, eh, okay books you know i see i think that would have to be the ending if you still kept that in into this into a feature well oh i would have gone totally different if you're saying what i would no, 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 i'm saying it would have been i think if you killed the little girl you would have had to do it at the end of the movie you couldn't do it anywhere i would have left one alive and then uh they're expecting like some i don't know fiery or no i don't know the I, I like the reveal that it was all bullshit, honestly, and that like nothing oh, yeah. was happening. That would have been awesome. I think that would have been more of the gut punch, particularly after Wen died. So I would have honestly, I wouldn't have done what was in the book or the movie. So you would have okay. had a totally different. So either one, you, you like you said, you're not in love with either of them. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. I would have just had Dave Batista fucking killing everybody with that axe and the, the axe and pitchfork combo. Because that fucking weapon was amazing, and I didn't get to see that shit hack somebody's head off or anything. I was pissed. <laughs> I wanted to see a Batista bomb win, but I was about to complain <laughs> when they let like small ass window. I'm like that big son of a bitch didn't get through not that right. Now yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, good. They're not. He didn't. <laughs> All right. Wow. Only, if he was a, only if he was a crackhead, he'd fit. <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, episode four, please hold, please hold to my hand, and episode five, endure and survive. So, where are you guys at right now in terms um, of with the show in general? Are you liking it still? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think uh, they're nailing everything uh, when it comes to being a video game nerd, uh, especially in the last episode, them bringing the bloater into uh, the show amazing practical effect that was a man in a suit that i guess the suit cost half a million fucking dollars and weighed like <laughs> 150 pounds or some crazy shit like that but i thought it looked fantastic um i love that episode too uh it, you know it really shows ellie's um how would i put this 
how she's still a kid. She doesn't really understand everything, especially when she, you know, she finds out the, uh, the boy that's deaf, uh, is bit and she's trying to heal him with her own blood. And then in the end, you know, it doesn't work out for her. I thought that was a good little character development moment. That's going to probably shape her as we go on with the story. And, uh, the connection between Joel and I forget what the other character's name was. Uh, the one that was watching over, I think that was his brother, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the connection between him and Joel, I thought was really good. We're kind of watching yeah. Joel's character development too. He's all, he's almost becoming a better person as Ellie is with him. And uh, also the whole thing where he had Ellie had to kill that person for Joel uh, when they got into the scuffle after the amazing uh, car sequence that is straight out of the video game. They hit everything perfectly, man. Like it, there's shots of this show that just look like they're straight reenacted from the video game. It's amazing. Uh, the scene where they're throwing the bricks into the windshield and then they crash in the gas station, like straight out of the video game. It's so fucking good. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I, I love this fucking show. I can't wait to see everything unfold and uh, watch everybody's heart breaks. <laughs> Cause like, it feels like every episode, you know, we're introduced to a character, we get comfortable with them and then, Boom, they're wiped off. Yeah, it was pretty powerful to see them just introduce Sam and uh, um, uh, Henry and Sam were the character names. Yeah. And just dead. Same thing. We get Melanie, Melanie Linsky, of all people, kind of. From Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, okay. So this is like the new big bad. Oh, nope. Dead. <laughs> like but, two episodes. Fucking but, dead. But she got bit. So maybe she comes back as a clicker. Who knows? Yeah, that is true. And again, I haven't, I know nothing about the game. So I honestly, I, I just pulled that out of my asshole, but <laughs> it's possible. Um, I love her. So I was yeah, like a little bummed. I was like, oh, you could have gotten a little more out of her. But, but I also get it. Like the danger with this type of story is you can get really formulaic and obvious pretty fast, you know, yeah. like. You know, Walking Dead. I love Walking Dead, but it's like, oh, okay, the new big bad for the next few seasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's a problem. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it is really unpredictable so far. And honestly, the the clickers, uh, like, it's not a major part of it yet. Like, I mean, they pop up. Obviously, we get the big, yeah. you know, siege there at the end when the car. Well, yeah, and, you get and then yeah, the bloater comes up too. Like, you yeah, know, getting. Yeah. I like how we're uh, like per, they're taking a little bit to introduce us into the new characters, but I'll tell you, the bloater isn't the biggest thing that you're going to see yet. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, and very cool looking, a uh, little different, you know, from just your standard zombies, which I think is cool. Uh, but I don't know, I just like the road, the road movie aspect of it yeah. so far so i uh, up into episode five now i would say my enjoyment kind of keeps going up uh so far so it, it is worth watching even if you're zombied out because uh, there is a lot more to it and, i mean yeah. yeah i don't consider them i mean they're they're fungus zombies kind of <laughs> like you know it's a it's a different type of zombie and a different aesthetic to it 
you know, it's more Mantango and Gaia than it is like, you know, fucking Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious how the brother maybe has changed too, or if they find him, you know, maybe. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. Knowing what I do know in the video game. Um, and have they made a major departure yet? really from the games i mean something not really like, like there's okay. the, like honestly the biggest thing was uh the one episode with the gay couple uh what was it bill and uh forget the names but yeah 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 that that was like the probably the biggest departure from the game i would say um but everything up until this point has been pretty spot on and just a very faithful adaptation but they're also adding little things that in my opinion just make the story a little bit better Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So far, it's a winner. It's worth binging. And what do we got? Nine episodes? So Yeah, nine episodes. And season two is already on its way. So I can't wait. Sweet. I always worry now, especially being an HBO thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh... Thank God Velma got canceled. <laughs> they, did they, they are, oh, it did. Push, I heard season fucking, two. Was... No, so they signed it on, and then it got fucking canceled. Thank oh, okay. God. Un- unfortunately, another real Scooby-Doo movie got canceled, too. Oh damn! That was shot. No, no. Well, no. It was another one not shot. It was like the Scoob animation. Apparently, they were doing them back to back. And the the funny thing with with this one versus the first one was the haunted one, the haunted the Christmas one, uh huh, which was totally done and it was like promotional, whatever. The cost on this one was either would have cost them the same amount to finish and put it out that it did to scrap it, but they scrapped it. What the fuck? So, mm-hmm. You funny. can only keep doing that though so much. Like at a certain point, people are just going to be. Man, like, kids are always going to eat that shit up though. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's all right. I'd rather have traditionally animated Scooby Doo movies, which we still get. No. So yeah, I'll take that the at. annual, you know, the annual, you know, when they put out in every October, and I'm good. I want the Matthew. You can take ones. spoilers down now. <laughs> oh yeah, when we're talking about Scooby Doo. Yeah, I don't think you can spoil Now, if something you want to call, you know, slash or mold, then we can talk Scooby-Doo, not juice. (laughs) Uh, So, on that note, guys, thanks for hanging out with us so long. Yeah, we got to hit another 20, 30 seconds, so we hit two and a half. Oh, we'll hit 30 (laughs) seconds. So, (laughs) patreon.com slash flesh wound features. It all starts at just a buck. We really appreciate you very much. uh, great success on the after dark shows, which uh, guys, thank you so much. <laughs> like we got, uh, the, we got the yeah. arguably the biggest franchise next. Yeah. I'd say a very strong argument for it coming up. Ne- uh, well, not, not next. Like we do oh, well, have one to air before that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ahead. Yes, for recording for us <laughs> next. Yes. But, so, uh, and yeah. a couple shows, but all the next ones, you know, might be the last because, like, so far, like, body chemistries are most popular. It's also the oldest. I mean, they could catch up, but uh, I think that's at like 6,300 now or something. Uh, but yeah, the one that we have coming up might could possibly unseat it. I'm kind of curious tr- to see. We're trying to find the erotic yeah. thriller for Kroger still. <laughs> we haven't found it yet. We came close on one, maybe. Crash <laughs> is probably the closest thing you're going to get. Could not traditional, but yeah, you could. We have to, uh, you know, I'd have to rewatch the qualified. Did you know that in Body of Evidence, Willem Dafoe eats Madonna's ass? 
I mean, there's when you'll like. I like William Defoe, but I don't know if I want to see him. Okay. I've already seen enough of him in Necromantic and fucking Antichrist, even though that was a stunt cock. We, yeah. we we should mention this is '90s Dick Tracy era Madonna, not 2023, <laughs> whatever Madonna. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Um, oh Jesus Christ, it's so late. <laughs> it's late. Uh, so yes, yeah, guys. Get us out of here, Dan. Quit bullshit. Uh, other than that, we'll see you this weekend. More shows on the way. Watch uh, this weekend. Live. Yeah, watch the channel this weekend because there's no like set time, but uh, you know, as soon as I know, it'll be posted. <laughs> yeah, this could be a busy weekend. I mean, I'm pretty much at home, but there's a lot going on this weekend, yeah. so yeah, lots of uh, wrestling after dark horror. Uh, we've got you covered on everything. Uh, so thanks for staying up with us. Good night, good evening, whatever you do, don't fall asleep.